podcast. It is Hotline League episode 101. We are kicking off the next 100 with an amazing guest tonight. I'll introduce him in a second. But first off, I want to go go and throw to my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? Great. I got a new microphone, courtesy of Travis. Uh, it came with this dinky little stand that doesn't reach anywhere. Yeah, and we're all hearing uh, the thumping noises as, as that. Yeah. Yep. And oh. so now you get more ambient noise like my cats, which is cool. Anyway, it took 100 episodes, but we heard you loud and clear. And now we are going to implement this new microphone situation for Mark. I'm going to have to WWE it a bunch. Just yank it yeah, up. Well, just stop touching it because it makes a ton of thumping noises. When what about doing. now? What about now that it's in my hand? Okay, if you just hold that position for the entire show, it'll be fine. I'm going to try and put it down gingerly. Nope, there it is. There's the thumping. Anyway, <laughs> I don't think you know how microphones work. <laughs> oh, I do. Tra- I know what I'm doing here, guys. <laughs> anyway, we're joined by a person we've been trying to book on the show for quite some time. Demonte. How's it going, Demonte? <laughs> it's going great. Couldn't be I better. Feel like, I feel like the past week, you have been talked about more than any other time in your then, career. Whoa. Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty fucking insane, for sure. I, th- I, mean, I didn't expect there to be that much like community backlash for everything that happened. It's like definitely weird. I don't know how to like uh, completely respond to it, I guess. Yeah. You, should, you, should, you should lean into it. You are the messiah for North America. Poe Belter passes baton to me. I don't think Poe Belter has officially passed his baton. I think Poe Belter yeah, is dead like, where's my fucking LCS spot? What are you talking about, dude? He's fucking gone. We're all dead. Only Golden Glue is left. Yeah, well, either way. Uh, regardless, uh, we'll we'll take... Uh, Demonte's going to join us for an hour. Um, and then he's only... He's going to leave what? after an hour. He doesn't want to stick around for the whole show. Uh, because NA mids are lazy, and that's why they get replaced by imports. We've never had any other person say they only want to be on for an hour. So I think any, we're demonstrating just If there's why any mids he, from Europe and Korea who want to come on the show in an hour, let us know. Yeah, yeah, well, that's exactly, exactly it. We'll no, I think you should get an OPL mid, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, either way, either way. I want to give a shout-out to... <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Alienware and Movement, our sponsors for the show. Uh, we're, we'll talk more about them later. Either way, <laughs> um, let's let's get into it. So first off, uh, we've had a ton of stuff. I actually, at this point in time, I do not know what has and hasn't been announced yet. So uh, I, for the all the roster stuff, I think Immortals has announced their whole thing, right? Do we know the full Immortals roster? Mark. You should have a, a, a screen thing that you're ready to pull up with all your, like, hypothetically completed rosters based off rumors. And that would have made a ton of sense, but I don't have that yet. Um, <laughs> Mark, let's see. Mark, have you, do you have anything? We should have prepared for this. This is uh, this is when somebody leaves a shitty YouTube comment blaming us. Wait, for what? I'm confused. What's going on? Wait, who, do we know which teams are officially confirmed and which teams aren't? I would have to like run run through them all, like. Okay. Well, it's just I'm excited because I feel like I'm gonna accidentally leak some stuff because I've heard a lot of rumors that I don't know what's been announced. Fucking leak it, dude. Who cares? No one cares. Regardless, so there's been a ton of stuff that got announced in the past week. Um, so I'm sure that a ton of people are gonna have different 
opinions on that. The spiciest conversation ongoing seems to be imports versus NA natives. And why don't we have more NA natives? And do teams suck because they're not picking up NA natives? And do we have too many imports? And should we not have any imports? Or should we just have all the imports? Is LCS pointless now because there's because because we have so many import let players? Me, which is let one me of the answer that goes. one right away. Let me let me, let me let you guys in on a secret. Everything's pointless. There's no meaning behind anything. That's facts. Anyway, uh, Tyler's one Twitch Rivals team has advanced to the playoffs 6-0. and I mean, that's that's a spicy meat mall. Uh, anyway, ton of different stuff. Oh, Coma going to Fiji Gaming, which, like, Ooh, that's know, actually we don't tend to talk about stuff outside of North America, but that's actually kind of crazy. It's like era ending. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Cuban thinks owning an esports team in the U.S. is an awful business. It that's is. That's, like, three weeks old. Really? I mean, yeah. It just got posted yesterday. Well, whoever is just karma whoring then, because I saw that thread. No, 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 this is from, oh yeah, October 30th, yes. It's probably the most views this fair game uh, channel has ever gotten. Anyway. Nice flex, anyway, dude. I'm trying to clip through this YouTube thing. Yeah, it's funny, their videos normally get nothing, then they do an esports video and it goes crazy. All right. Um, anyway, so there's been a ton of stuff to talk about. And because we only have DeMonte for the first hour, uh, we'll talk to him a little bit about his stuff, and then we'll take some questions that are more related to things that he can talk about, like NA mids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but yeah, first off, we'll ask Demonte. Demonte, can you say what you are doing next split? Next split? Um, I mean, as of right now, it looks like I'm probably going to be playing in Academy. Uh, I'm, I'm just weighing out my options for the most part, trying to find a team where, like, I mean, I feel like I could be useful for their LCS team because I definitely don't plan on staying in Academy for the whole year. Like, hopefully by summer split, I'll be back in LCS. So, pretty you much. You are it. so you're wearing a Cloud Nine shirt, but you also have a Golden State Warriors jacket on. Yeah, I couldn't find any other team merch, or else I would have wore all ten. Okay, so it's not a world where we're not in a world where it's between those two teams, and you're deciding between them. Because that no, would be the not. cute thing no. to do. <laughs> would be to pit, wear both of them. All right. No, that's not the the case. Well, so you won't say where you're headed other than Academy, probably. Um, so, we, I don't know. I guess I guess if Poe Belter's not playing in LCS, and it sounds like uh, our friend Demonte isn't either, the NA Dream Team is dead, or sorry, the NA Mid Dream is dead, other than Golden Glue, who would be the last person, and he'd be on uh, Golden Guardians. So, I don't know. Mark, do you want to throw any questions to Demonte before we start taking calls? Any, any thoughts of joining the analyst desk? Full time? Yeah, dude, just drop everything. Come on. Come on down. What's what's the what's the salary looking like? Cause you know, that's why I'm not on the team. I just asked for way too much money. So Uh <laughs> What kind of lifestyle Actually, you got right now? Your 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 apartment doesn't look too big. You could probably keep that lifestyle. That's the most important thing, right? Not the number. The lifestyle. So let's, let's actually address that. That's a really good I'm glad you brought that up. Because uh Demonte, I saw a thread where some people were speculating, like, why is Demonte not in? So some people have speculated it's because you're asking for way too much money. So let's just ask, are you asking for way too much money? No. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, do you, I don't, uh, yeah. like, is there a minimum for you? I'm, I'm not trying to pry too much into, like, the number itself or anything like that, but I'm just trying to get a, a scope or gauge, like, you know, what, what do you think of when you're thinking of salary and, you know, how does that factor into your decision? Is there a world where, like, if you were offered too low of a salary, you wouldn't join an LCS team? Um, 
I mean, in a case like that, that's when like multiple teams would want me, but that was not the case. So then I was not able to like argue salary, right? If you have, if you have like a player, I mean, it just depends on your circumstance, pretty much. So definitely wasn't the case. Okay. Uh, next question: Are you a Dardock? Where people people are speculating, uh, you know, Dardock has a hard time finding LCS teams because he's got this reputation of being toxic. They pointed to you. I think you you had a a fine or a ban or something in uh, 2018 for yeah. being toxic in solo queue. Are you too toxic to be on an LCS team? No. <laughs> I mean, but you'd have to ask my teammates, obviously. Sure. I think, I mean, I, I played with Dardock, and I got along with Dardock just fine. So I guess maybe that's So I a, guess you are toxic, yeah. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> exactly. I am fucking toxic. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if there's other... Uh, other excuses or other reasons I've heard for why you might, or speculation as to why you might not be on an LCS team. Have you, you have you, you heard other spe speculations to why you might not be on an LCS team? Um, not really. I mean, I haven't looked at all of this stuff too much, so no. All right. What do you think of the whole situation as an NA mid? What do you think of the whole situation where, you know, you Pobelter? And Golden Glue, there seemed to only be one spot available for any of you three. Yusui, Blaze Olive, throwing in the other two academy names, Sligo, I guess. Like, what do I think? That there's only one spot left? Or, yeah, what do you think of your situation and, like, the NA mid plight? Um, I mean, I think it's a, it's a really big, like, thing because I don't, first of all, I don't think it's, like, some crazy, like, everyone should be up in arms, like, lighting LCS on fire. I think... It is. A, it's a little weird that uh, instead of the NA players, like like especially. I mean, I think that the it's actually insane to me that Pobelter doesn't have a team. I think, I mean, for Pobelter, he's won multiple titles. He's been playing LCS for like the last five years, and he played what one bad split I think in the last five years. Like one like, I mean, I don't even know how bad it really was. Like it, it individual performance only comes down to like how well your team is doing at the time, anyways. So it, it's interesting for me that Pobelter didn't get a team because. I mean, you, you should look at this guy as, like, an NA player. He's He has so much experience, played with all the best players. It's very weird to me that he didn't get a team. But then when you go to, like, players like me and Golden Glue, I think more, it, make, it makes more sense, right? Because we're still new. We're still not, like, entirely proven. So it, it's weird with that. But I think what most people are, like, upset about is the fact that it's, like, kind of, like, not I wouldn't say random. Like, these players are known. Like, um, some, of the, some of the new players that are getting moved in getting jobs that are not like known names that haven't proved themselves in for like a long time or getting starting jobs over players who are like grinding in or any academy all the time or have even played LCS prior. If that makes sense. Yeah. Any other questions, Mark, before we just hop into calls? We're going to, let's get right into it. We got a hot, hot call right up. Oh, uh, you've already been pulling yeah. people. All right. Do you oh, want to yeah. explain? Uh, well, uh, I guess you've already pulled people. Yeah, I've been pulling people because it's it's pretty popping already. Um, okay. But there, I only have like four people, so there'll be a lot more coming in. So, uh, so just so everyone knows, we're going to pull some people for DeMonte, and then after DeMonte leaves, we'll open it up to conversations that are less, a little less DeMonte or NA mid or NA whatever oriented. And uh, and so we'll pull some more people there. If you, Mark is spamming the, the Discord right now in chat, but if you're listening online, by the way, or you know in the VOD or podcast, you can always join discord.gg slash Travis. That's my Discord. And uh, if you are a sub, first off, thank you for bringing a sub. If you're listening online, feel free to go sub on my channel. I won't see it until later, but 
Uh, you can also join the Subtopics channel and put your topic in there. That moves a little slower, so it gives you a bit of a better chance. Uh, Mark, do you want to go grab our first person? Sure. Right. Off. Mark goes to grab somebody. How how stressful has this been for you, Demonte? What's the, what's the last couple of weeks been like for you? Mm, I mean, it's been stressful, but I've like looked at it like, what what can I do? What can I do about it? You know, I already did everything I could in the past year to show my worth to everyone. So, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm just like thinking to myself that whatever happens, happens. I just got to keep playing better. You know. There was a a thread today that said or one of the, in one of the threads today people were saying that you found out from hotline league which i think would have been last last week or maybe the week before whenever i said that i heard that you weren't going to be on dig anymore is that how you found out no no, no that's not how i found out no okay. just wanted to correct that no nah, dig, dig, dig let me know like they were they were pretty professional about it okay cool embers is here embers where are you calling from uh phoenix arizona actually phoenix arizona How, how's the weather over in phoenix uh it's finally nice <laughs> usually it's a uh, blistering hot uh but it's cooling down now nice but it's not freezing yet uh no i mean it's freezing for me <laughs> so sure. it's like only 70 degrees but that's really cold for me so gotcha well what do you want to talk about on the show tonight uh yeah so uh my topic is kind of uh, pretty much about responsibility, I guess. Like, I feel like there's a lot of responsibility that uh, people within the NA community kind of uh, don't ever talk about. So uh, one thing would be, like, NA orgs specifically, as well as League of Legends celebrities such as your guys' self. Uh, I don't think you actively try and do this, but I do think you guys have a responsibility that you're not upholding, possibly. All right, so All it's right. Kind what of is it? <laughs> uh, so, for example, like, uh, when... The topic of imports come up a lot of the times. For example, like people, your guys, self, Kelby, Loco Doco, even Steve, uh, has suggested that like pretty much if you had a full NA roster, it'd be last place. Um, and then uh, also, uh, for example, when NA uh, people do use like NA Academy players, like uh, UC was used in Echo Fox as well as Julio was used in Hunter uh, T. Uh, there's no context given to them uh, or benefit of the doubt given to them uh, when it, they have poor showing. So uh, most notably, UC uh, was thrown in and like it was a pretty much a mess. Uh, and then same thing with Hunter T, that roster blew up and then it was a mess. They were never given any credit by analysts, uh, which is really unfortunate. And I mean, uh, there is only so much time on the LCS desk and broadcast that you can, you can bring up these topics, but they're kind of just never brought up again. So, yeah. So I think one thing that's worth pointing out is, two years ago, I've been thinking about this a lot. It's actually less than two years ago. Golden Guardians, when they first came in, they picked up an all NA roster, and they kind of embraced like, "Hey, we're going to do the all NA thing." Then yeah, I was happy for it. Sorry. Yes. Then they got last place, and they got memed to shit, and everyone said, "Why would you do an all NA roster?" And they got flamed to hell for it, and. I think that's a difficult situation, right? Because I might, uh, so somewhat I agree with you, right? In that the sort of narrative sometimes is shaped around what the personalities are saying, but it's also really hard because I think the community as well, when they see teams take a chance on all NA rosters, they react very negatively if that roster doesn't do very well. 
Well, so why are you as an NA org going, oh, Mark, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was going to say about, well, I'll let you finish your little thing. First. I was going to say, why would you as an NA org take the risk on an all NA roster if you, one, are risking your success, and two, if you don't do well, you're going to get flamed to shit, you know? Mark, what are you like? I was going to take a different tact rather than talk about the, the org. So unless, uh, I mean, I, obviously there's a lot to talk about. The The whole responsibility of personalities is, I think, ridiculous on the very grounds that, like, no one as a professional should take my opinion on this fucking show or the analyst desk for their own scouting. You know, I don't watch scrims. I'm not, I'm not privy to that information. I'm not one of the players playing against them every single day. So if you are letting me shape your narrative as a GM, you're fucking off. Uh, can I make a comment on that? I, I would say sure. that the GMs in general are pretty awful, though. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, but uh, it's not it's... my job to do it for them. I'm going to no. say what I see. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, hype up certain people so that they start paying attention to them. Do your job. I'm going to, I'm going to do mine. I'm do doing your... mine. You're right, and uh, I mean, like I said, I, I don't mean it as like an unintentional or like as an offense to you guys. I, I love your guys' uh, work and everything. It's just I think that uh, GMs don't do their job, and so like unfortunately that if it's not, they're not going to be doing their jobs correctly. Like uh, for the response to the Golden Guardians roster, I, I think that was a piss poor all NA roster. I mean, I could name a whole NA roster that I think would at least get middle of the road and not be memed to death that, i mean sure but are they yeah uh, but anybody could do that but how you like that's not the way it works there's trades and there's roster uh there's contracts there's all this stuff like you can't just like right now yes i could create an amazing roster um double lift would be in the 80 carry position no surprise <laughs> to anybody but like he's under contract with tl for another year right so you can't just like snap your fingers and and do that also i want to try to find hang on where's their their roster from that year. Sorry, Mark, go ahead. Yeah, so I was going to say, obviously, I'm hamming it up because I'm on an entertainment show. So people who think, like, you know, this is how I would normally have this conversation. It's not. I'm on a show, 4,000 people watching on Twitch chat. I'm going to go ham. Uh, but I don't think it is the resp our responsibility to go scout and then in the middle of the analyst desk segment or something be like, yeah, really poor showing so far this split by x import mid laner they should really go look at this guy on some random team that they have no chance of getting at this point in the season but i'm going to take this opportunity to talk about them when no one else is talking about it um that's just not what our jobs are and so like you know that's what that's what they should be doing and i i, I thought i saw in your in your post um about maybe maybe it was someone else but i thought you were talking about uh some of the the responsibility orgs to to try and like actually give players good opportunities which no I think no is that that is actually a part of it too so so you know you are an org uh you have academy players uh you should be doing like you should be doing things that like should be expected essentially uh of all orgs which are like tryouts uh talking to players uh psychology like so for example if i'm building a team and i have dardock someone who wants to play aggro shouldn't i be picking players that enable that uh, you know, I, it just seems like overall in general there's a whole orgs don't take responsibility orgs have poor gms they're not trying out new gms and then coaches aren't enabled 
I mean, there's a whole list of things, but it, it all starts with orgs, and uh, orgs aren't really taking responsibility for hey, that. Demonte. Yeah, um, I was going to throw to him. Yeah, based off your time previously in Academy and uh, Challenger scene stuff, what do you think of the, the structure of the orgs in terms of their practice, um, the resources they give you to improve, whether that's, you know, the coaching feedback? Like, do you think that stuff's actually uh, well-developed in, in North America? Well, I feel like actually the, the, the academy system has gotten kind of worse over time, I think. Because I, I put in the very first ever academy split, and then after that, I put in LCS. So when, I, when like my split, I put in Echo Fox, and the entire... I mean, I was very, I was in a very unique spot because we did the ten man internal things that, like within uh, Box. So it was, it was like the, but actually that was the, the, that was actually not academy. That was still when Challenger Series was a thing actually. And then the first academy split, everyone, everyone was like really, really excited to do academy. And then it seemed like really good. Everyone was really, it was a pretty competitive split. And then just like over time, it seems like the orgs have just stopped caring as much. And you see more like, you see more teams that like have maybe no coach or a budget coach or like someone who doesn't know anything or like you have five players who probably don't know like you don't even know if some of those players should be there and it seems like over time it's like or you just feel like they need to give minimum salary to these players and then that way they can just save budget for like their main team which teams and which players name and shame demonte well i'll, I'll give you i'll give you one team liquid no offense to michael archer he's a great guy and from by all accounts that i can tell a great manager but he just they just gave him that position after they fired their coach, and then no like also no offense to the players on that roster, but some of some of the guys there. So it's funny you say that. I have an interview that was supposed to go up today with Steve where he talks about how they're doubling down on on academy this year and the I believe the Shurnfire pickup today. Yeah, and that's that's good. I mean, but if you look at some of the stuff that happened last year, that that and and for somewhat you can argue I think an okay reason that there's not great incentive for the number one org in the league to, to invest in Academy, you know, like none of those guys are getting a shot over any of their starters. So I, I think you can at least argue as well for a team like team liquid. They, it's not their job to do that shit really. Um, so I'm not, I'm not flaming their decision-making or anything. And like I said, I'm not flaming Artress. I, uh, I'm just saying that like, that's clearly not a team dedicated to, to building new talent in a league that's supposed to be existing to, to, to grow new talent. I mean, I think I think the biggest issue though is that the winning academy or getting high ranking in academy has meant like less and less as it went on because you started getting like these rosters that have a lot of like ex pro players or like ex LCS players, I'd say. And then like like literally the Hundred Thieves Academy team that that won the academy title, right? They they had someday on their team, and then just because they had someday on their team, no one cares about the other four players on that academy roster, even though they're all, like, pretty solid players, right? And it's, like, super fucked up for those players that they're just in this situation where they're trying their ass off, but then no one cares that they just won academy because they're just like, oh, my God, someday carried them. And, like, how much of that is true, you might be able to, like, argue it, right? But it just blows that that's what academy has come to because you, you go back in the very first academy split, the finals where it, it was uh, Echo Fox Academy versus FlyQuest Academy, and I'm pretty sure, like, three or four of those players all went to LCS after that. And then everyone was like, wow, Academy is hella sick because these players, they worked hella hard this whole split. And then after that, they all got their chance. But now it's, it doesn't seem like that anymore. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to a GM like a week or two ago about it. And he, he was saying that like his his experience with Academy was that like half the scrims get canceled. 
people are kind of like wasting their their time, not really doing not not players necessarily, but like there's not much authority. Like it's not like the coaches aren't given authority; it's they just don't know what to do with it. I think uh, a couple players I've talked to, veterans especially, feel like the coaches are like given like way too much power in North America, rather than acting as like a sixth member of the team or or like. Uh, trying to help things on rails. They're expected to like provide answers rather than ask the right questions. And a lot of them don't have the right answers. So you're getting like bullshit feedback sometimes. And like, that's a problem in the LCS from coaches I've heard or like analysts and stuff, let alone like what's in the academy system. And so you aren't getting productive scrim time, but like just from a structural standpoint about people canceling and whatnot, as well as if you're getting actually good feedback and coaching and then, like you're saying, um, it seems like the orgs themselves have have been less interested in, in using it in the way it was initially set up. I, yeah, I hopefully, it's changing this split. But too much time on this call. But I assume, uh, Mark, do we have another academy person? In yeah, the I think tape? I think we have a couple other people. Okay. I guess my point with that topic was there are so many fucking problems on the org side that me hyping up. Fragus or Saligo or Tactical is not going to fix any of the problem. For, to the caller's point about responsibilities and where they lie, I think I think it falls very heavily on the people who actually make these decisions and the people who talk about them. But do you think, Mark, that if there was more, so now I think there is more pressure for the first time ever. I actually think teams might be start feeling more pressure to pick up NA players from like a brand perspective, like if. Like, 100 Thieves is going to take some shit for not picking up an NA player, especially if Ryuma doesn't pan out. And the same thing for Immortals. And, like, it's one thing whenever you can say, like, look, we're bringing in Faker or some other high, high-profile mid laner. But whenever it feels like there there's a chance it's being taken on a player that isn't... Uh, that isn't high profile from another one of these regions and the, and they're taking an import slot and they're potentially taking, you know, putting a, a DeMonte or Pobelter there. I just, I'm curious if you feel Mark as though we as personalities and as figures, if we were more positive about NA players, we would create more of a conversation in the community where these teams felt more pressure to pick up NA players and NA talent and try to grow them. Uh, I saw Demonte's mic light up. Were you saying something, or was that like a hiccup? Oh, it was just—it was nothing. Yeah. Okay. Right, I could well, talk if you want. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll answer Travis's question first. I personally feel like, yeah, I—we I, have done that to some some degree. Like uh, to the caller, he brought up when Yasui was put in on Echo Fox. I, I hated that move because I didn't feel like they were putting him in a position to ever show anything positive. That that team was a bit of a dumpster fire, and I said that on the LCS. I said it on here. And I was like, well, I hope he gets another crack because what I always said was if you put a young player in a, in a, a doom situation, it's just going to set them back further than it helps. Stage time, I don't think is as good at, like, is valuable when you're getting wrecked on stage in a, in a bad situation. So, um, I mean, I think we have talked about this. I, I, I know uh, another uh, GM as well has told me, like, hey, thanks for flaming us about our academy decisions and saying we didn't care when we did because from the outside, it looked like they didn't to me but I had it wrong, but like, it's hard to try to, like you're saying, to somewhat pressure these orgs into treating it a certain way because inevitably you're going to have to speak in specifics. And then, you know, 
I made a list of 15 academy players. I don't know why they're still getting shots when I looked at the summer rosters from the last split. And unless I'm going to name drop people, it's just going to be flaming, right? And then that's not really... Sure, but you could do the opposite. You could highlight, you know, 10 players from the academy that you think should get a shot. Does anyone not know who those 10 players are who works at an organizational level? No, but I think the argument, right, is that if you if you and I... And by the way, I'm not saying I necessarily believe this. I'm just sort of following yeah, yeah, the colors. Cool. Like, if you or I or the broadcaster or others are able to say, why isn't this player getting a shot? It creates community pressure. Like, right now, DeMonte's in a great position. Uh, I know it doesn't feel that way. But <laughs> he's in a great position because if any team picked him up for the LCS roster right now, even if they did it, like, within the first couple of weeks of uh, out the split, there's going to be a ton of, of community sentiment that's like, yeah, we're, we're getting the guy, right? Yeah, but and, I think I could add to that, though. It's like, yeah. if a player gets brought on and everyone's like, oh, my God, I love his brand, and then it's not about his play at all, it feels so garbage, by the way. And that's been my biggest tribe But wouldn't you like to be on an LCS team regardless? Like, if it was one or the other. No, I mean, if I'm if I'm too shit to be on an LCS team, then I'm too shit to be on an LCS team. I don't think it should be some, like, give this guy a pity job because his brand is good. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm not... Hang on. I'm not saying that. I'm just <laughs> oh, saying... Oh, no, no. I don't think you're attacking me either. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying anybody needs a pity job. I'm just saying if Mark or other people... And I guess this is a whole other topic, which maybe we'll get into with one of these other Academy talks. But if if there is actual talent in academy that should be pulled up and people are not taking it then maybe it would behoove us as personalities to highlight that talent so that people start talking about them on reddit so people start talking about them on social media and teams have uh they're not necessarily making a brand risk in order to bring that talent on and they can maybe then you know that player gets an opportunity to prove themselves on the big All right, but but that has one of those things where it's like, yes, we can do that, but then what's the next step? You bring them on after me and Isaiah or like, you know, broadcast teammates concerned after hype this guy up, and he lays a turd. Now yeah. this person gets flamed super hard. Our credibility is in doubt because we were saying things that we might not have actually believed, but we were trying to create hype. Um, I don't well, think only said if you believe it then. Or is there a talent in Academy you think should be starting on LCS? Probably. I think that there's so I think that there is talent that should probably be starting on some of the teams that aren't, but not because I think there's like actually better um, than the uh, than the other people are right now. Why I think do you think sure. they should be? Starting? I think that that's a huge yeah that that makes so much sense. Like I think so many so many of the imports in the NLCS are actually like really really damn good, and there's a reason that they're here, right? And then yeah. what the people have like issue with it is when the some of the imports come over that are not like huge names or like are not smurfing or like some of the imports that are in the NALCS and they're here for a long time and like they've proven that they're not like like uh they're not they're not, they're not get you to worlds or something yeah they're not they're not like amazing players who's gonna 1v9 for your team but some of the imports are and they or they deserve to have a job here and make like six figures seven figures as long as they can I mean like take a guy like PoE right like I think he's really good and if you ask me to stack him up against the best academy mid laners, which are Yasui, Ablaze Olive, and Golden Glue, I would say he's probably better than all of them. But I feel it also make the case that what we've seen from Poe, you could say that he's not gonna, he's not a, he's not gonna one v nine like Demonte's saying and carry you to worlds or anything like that. And so you can make the case, hey, if he's not gonna do that, give a shot to one of these guys. But as an org, 
I'm not sure that like, you know, if I was the one making the decisions that I would, I would necessarily be down to do that. Yeah. Right. Or, I mean like, and there's, and I'm not saying POE is bad by any means. I'm just saying like, they didn't get to worlds the two years he's been here. I'm, I'm literally stating a fact, not an opinion. Right. So you could give these opportunities to, to, to younger Academy players to try and develop them, but that's what Academy system should be doing on its own if people were using it correctly. And that's where I think the real problem lies is, is more about how Academy is being utilized and, and trained with rather than like, hey, take take X mid laner who's actually better than them still, but get rid of them just because let's give these guys a shot, which you can do. I mean, I'm not saying it's outright wrong, but I mean, you're, you're probably gonna lose more games because of it with the hope that this guy doesn't get poached from you in a year if he develops. Yeah. Embers. Uh, did we, uh, I, we went on a lot of tangents here, but do you feel like we addressed your topic? Uh, yeah, for the, for the most part, I think so. Um, if I can, I guess, like, make a final comment. Yeah, um, sure, your dogs have a strong opinion about this situation. Yeah, yeah, apparently. So, sorry, um, yeah, one of them's really loud. I have three, actually. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, yeah, I think you guys addressed it pretty well. Uh, I, I'd like to say that I guess I just think orgs, one, don't take Academy very seriously, which you guys did address. And I think, too, that, for example, like, PoE is a good example where I think you could say that maybe trying out an Academy player and then developing, like, developing them more. Like, a Blaze Olive, maybe he's bad for one, sem one uh, split, but the second split, he could he could become really good and if they play around him i mean i'd argue even demonte wasn't played around in clutch and you know he could be a lot better than what he showed and he's not an lcs which is kind of sad to me at least yeah i mean it's sad i think it is sad thanks so much for your call any anything you want to shout out or plug Ember? uh no thank you guys for doing this and uh check out i hope more people watch your content and uh shout out to alienware thank you so much have a good one you too. All right, moving on to the next caller. Wait, actually, can I say something real quick? Yeah. Did no, you see the Reddit thread? You say it while Mark grabs the other caller. Is that okay? Wait, no, I want to I hear. I don't want to there, there, there was a Reddit thread talking about like a bunch of stats from a bunch of different players recently. I don't remember when it was, but I think that's a huge... I don't know. I'm, I'm sure people do that in like in other regions and stuff, but if you look at stats from a lot of like the best players, they're actually just so garbage in like some like random stats, and it's so good in some other ones. And it's like... So funny that everyone cares about landing stats in uh, NALCS when that's not how the oh, game. Oh, I saw your tweet about that. The, the game has evolved so far yeah, past like, at Belt, right? laning. Uh -huh. It's like absurd. And like, I swear to God, this is a huge issue with uh, the mid laners in LCS at the moment. Is that so many people are not playing the way that like you watch like uh, a lot of the Chinese players play or the European like the best European mids do. And I think that's actually been holding back the region for the last two years. I super agree. There's yeah. Once again, we can't. I don't know if we want to name drop, but there's a lot of. No, I mean, I, I'm not going to name any names, but this also goes back to the. Uh, obviously, I don't. I don't know anything about how general managers work and stuff like that, but I'm sure they look at stats, right? That only makes sense, and I'm sure some decisions are made off of stats. And I don't like. There needs to be. I mean, who knows? I don't know enough about it. So, I was talking with Travis about this. Um, Demonte, has any team ever contacted you to talk about a, a previous teammate? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like how how frequently do you think that happened? If you had to guess, pretty frequently. Yeah, you think so? Well, okay. Mark, your That's whole good. argument and rant is you just well, not you just quite. saved us five minutes, Demonte. You saved us five minutes because I I have a theory that most teams don't do proper due diligence about 
interviewing other players and, and what they like to play with, especially um, more importantly with with uh, import. I was asking if anyone had regional talent scouts, and the answer no. Okay, we have right. a bunch of callers to go, and uh, we've only taken one so far. So yeah, well, it's it's a, it was a Don't dense get another call topic. it, Mark. But we're gonna lose Demonte soon. We're not, he we're says not, he has a hard not out popcorn at nine. show where we go. Oh yeah, interesting take. And then we he has a hard next... out at nine. I, I can say it's like nine ten. I'll do it for you. We've got ten more minutes. Uh, thank you for the extra ten minutes, Demonte. Do you have? Are you going out tonight? Are you doing something, or you just want to hop in a solo queue? I have a call. You have a call. Yes. Why don't we just take the call on the show? This is a call-in show. We could just I don't take know. this call. <laughs> I'm calling would appreciate that. Are you sure? Yes. Why don't you check, <laughs> check with them? Say, hey, I'm on Hotline League right now. Travis says you could call in, and we'll have our discussion right here. People are I'm, all spamming SKT Pog. They I, mean, I guess it's it SKT. Is, it is a call-in show. So. Actually, that would be sick if you had told everyone, like you tweeted, I'm not going to be participating in LCS next year, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's all sad. And then you're like, because I'm going to LCK, baby. That'd be sick. Yeah. Make it happen. New coma. Ch Chad is uh, super excited about it. Um, I, By the way, I'm going to read out the subs later on, folks. So that'll happen. I, I apologize that we're not doing it yet. But we've got so many folks coming in. Wait on Mark. Mark's going to pull somebody in a second. I know you guys all say Mark is muted. It's because he's talking in the other channel. Here we go. Uh, Yo. How do you pronounce your name? Uh, Udisoff. Udisoff. Udisoff, where are you calling from? Uh, Sydney, Australia. Sydney, Australia. I love it when we get the Australian colors. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Okay, so... Uh, excited, by, by the way, are you excited about all, those, all these Oceanic players coming to NA? Oh, dude, I'm a, I'm in the, I'm a, I'm a pro here in Australia, so yeah, I'm happy for my fellas and friends going over. Are you? Yeah. What I'm team do you play for? Um, I play for Diwolves. Gotcha. Hey, right, well, what do you want to, what do you want to talk about on the show? Okay, so I was gonna say, um, all of the minor region players coming over from Os and even uh, closer from Turkey is actually gonna make any solo queue a lot better and i think it'll actually be really good for you guys in your region right Hang on, i think i have a picture of you that i can pull up um <laughs> you okay, so you're you're saving so so we're going to be saved by the oceania and turkey yeah that's right okay why is it aren't we only pulling a couple people is this going to be enough well in theory um, people could do it for academy too right hmm yeah, exactly. Because now you've brought over, for example, you got Shern as well. And I, I, you know, I've heard more like that there's still time for more players to come over. Like I'm hearing rumors over here and things like that. And, you know, Wait, in who this, are you hearing? Uh, what are the rumors? Well, are I don't you know. One like, of the rumors? Are you coming no, over? No, no. Well, hey, if anyone's in the chat right now, if any of the owners are. Are you currently uh, you contracted a to a jungle? team? Because I don't think you're technically able to say that. No, 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 no. I just hit free agency. I'm all okay, good. Okay, you're a free agent. All right. Why should people pick you up? Let's do. Let's turn this Ooh. into a marketing push for you. Okay, baby. We so, only have Demonte for a little bit, Travis. He has a hard out at nine. <laughs> We're trying right. to get this man a job. I'll quickly plug this. All right. So uh, my boy Shern just came over to TL. And Shern was, uh, I guess, my mentor. He's brought me up through the ropes. And 
Uh, basically, I'm just, I played at Worlds, I got two games in, we got a win, uh, and then I burst EDG and uh, Klilov smacked me around. But um, yeah, that's my plug, I got Worlds experience, and so take me to NA, baby. Gotcha. So I'm you've been to NA as often, or you've been to Worlds as often as Demonte? That's right. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Alright, so, uh, let's, I know we only have Demonte for a little bit, so... So you think that this is, uh, I like that this is, by the way, somewhat of a self-serving pitch on your part, because you're like, yeah, you know, people should bring us over, we'll, we'll improve Silicon. Is, is it enough to bring over a couple of these players, uh, Demonte, do you think like, us bringing over some Turkish and Oceanic pros are going to help improve Silicon? I mean, it definitely helps, because they're like better than the average challenger player, I hope, if they're getting imported to NA. So like it's gonna help the, the the first couple months of the games, right? But then once they realize they're playing on seventy ping and every like like I'm pretty sure like half of the new players in solo queue that play in challenger games are just trying to like have a personality and stream, and then they just realize and play with these players and they're just like, wow, this really blows, and then they stop trying as hard. Gotcha. Mark. Yes. Is it enough? Uh. I don't know. I, that's my problem is I just I, I have a hard time imagining it's gonna be like how many are we gonna pull over realistically next year? I mean anything that moves the needle. Well uh, that's my point. Is it does it actually move the needle? Probably. A little yeah. bit. And as like well a, as like a centimeter. Yeah, let's move it that <laughs> little bit and then maybe it also helps with Academy. Um, you know, if there's some some dope ass OPL, Turkish, TCL, you know, uh Latam players. And we can bring them into academy, and they're slightly better. And the existing academy players, then that's also good because it's just raising the quality of competition all around. So I see it as, as like there's not significant downsides, um, you know. And if it improves uh, solo queue as well, great. The only thing you get concerned about is if people are bringing in too many, and then there's no room for any talent. But I, I doubt that's the case. Yasui in chat says, what if we all go to Oceanic instead and enjoy the 8-ping solo queue? That's his plan. So we instead of bringing them all here, we go to them. Dude, let's just all go to Chicago. Just move LCS to Chicago, guys. Don't give Reddit any ideas. I hate seeing those <laughs> threads. All right. Uh, so it sounds like we all agree it's going to help out. How much is it going to help out, though, is the question. And I, you guys seem to say, like, maybe a little. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say this. It's like NA is making worlds next year with all these OPL players in our academy system and helping out <laughs> solo queue. But, you know, fuck, man. We need all the help we can get. Ubisoft, is LCS now, especially with the academy changes, is this going to become like, is this a goal for you as an Oceanic player or for other Oceanic players to, to quote unquote, graduate up to LCS? Yeah, it's pretty much like everyone's goal here at the moment. I'm pretty sure, like... We get, like, paid literally in, like, I don't know, food <laughs> and a house. And, uh, yeah, so we definitely want to come over for sure. Yeah. Well, according uh, uh, according to the Tainted Mind story, it, sometimes it's not even that much food and it's kind of a shitty house. <laughs> hey, you ain't wrong about that, baby. Um, so does this kill the... Does this kill, like, the... Like, it's interesting because we're going to... Os has a chance to make it to worlds group stage etc cetera, etc cetera. but if we're just draining all their talent isn't this kind of killing the competitiveness of your region oh yeah it's awful for us definitely but i'm just saying it's good for you guys because like i brought up the t the topic because it'll make you guys better because of how i feel 
solo queues got in here. It's like, it's just dropped because all the top players that we have are going to you guys and they're the ones grinding solo queue here. So now they're missing from solo queue. You know, we need 10 players for a good solo queue game. Now we've just dropped those players. So now we have like maybe five players and then, I don't know, some randoms. And yeah, just the games drop here. So it should be boosted there. Thanks. Well, sorry to hear it. Um, but we suck, so we have to we have to shore up as much as we can. Either way, anything you want to say as we move on to the next caller? Um, thanks for having me on. Um, support me in the OPL next year, fellas, and uh, cheers. Yeah, thanks so much. Have a good one. Yeah, bye. All right, Mark, we've got maybe twenty more minutes, a little bit less. Oh, he's already gone to grab the next person. It's just me, not Travis. Demonte, are you gonna are you start having a grudge against Australians? No, dude, I love Australians. They all try really hard, actually. Is that and true? Yeah, yeah, they're all like really. Every Australian player I've like met in solo queue or talked to is just like tries really, really damn hard. They're super humble and they're just like, I mean, they're good. I love Australian like LCS players and like academy players. Nice. Might as well, honestly, dude, just just consider consider them NA, but. Same OCE thing, like you know, I don't know. It's yeah, not, it's way different been, than like bringing a Korean or European player over. You've been hanging out with an arrow a lot, I can tell. Yeah, no, I don't like that guy. Wait, when are people gonna start importing the Chinese players? Chinese LCS is the or LPL is the best region. Hello, I'm Hello. back. Welcome back. We have our next caller here. It's Proximate Galaxy. Is that how you say it? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Wait, did you call in before, or did you tweet it? Why does your name seem familiar? I just subbed today. Oh, okay. Well, that's why. I remember my subs. Everyone else should also <laughs> sub. Where are, you, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Montana. Montana. I didn't know there was anybody left there. Uh, there's like five of us. Five. All right. My well, mom is from Montana. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the fact. Uh, what is your take? What do you want to share with us? Uh, <clears throat> so the way I see it, Sneaky is our NA's hottest. Uh, I'm not gonna say free agent because he. I don't know if he technically is, but he's our hottest available player at the moment. So he's and not I think, a free agent, to be clear. Right. Um, but he's the hottest available player since Cloud Nine has uh, their. You know, they have him up for trades and whatnot. So I think uh, I think the two teams that would benefit most from picking him up would be Dignitas or Hundred Thieves. Did you know that Demonte, who's a guest on the show right now and is in this call, is also available? <laughs> no offense, Demonte. I love you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. And, and I hope you do find a team, man. Good luck on that. Do so you think Sneaky should join Hundred Thieves? Have they announced their AD yet? There's well, they, they a did rumor today, about right? Cody Sun uh, being traded from Dig, but uh, that hasn't been confirmed from anywhere I've seen. It's just a rumor at the moment. Okay. Let me... Yeah, I have heard uh, Cody as well. So, I yeah, I mean, I have not heard uh, Sneaky is headed to 100T, but you would like to see that happen. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's the, the Meteos jungle there uh, that you've got some uh, pre-existing synergy. You're bringing the boys back together. Uh, and beyond that, I think the 
atmospheres of both Hundred Thieves and Dignitas, and I, I assume DeMonte can speak to the atmosphere of Dignitas a bit more, but uh, I, I think they fit kind of with Sneaky's more, like, laid-back and chill personality more than, like, a super rigid team, at least for something like TSM or, or uh, Team Liquid, where, like, Hundred Thieves and Dig just seem like the laid-back teams, and I think Sneaky would work really well with them. So is this our sneaky call for the night, Mark? Yeah, it should be. Okay. I'm going to throw it to DeMonte first. DeMonte, what do you think of Sneaky and if he'd be a good fit to play with Stunt and Beyond Hunter Thieves and et cetera, et cetera? Um, I mean, it's hard to talk too much on it because I've never, like, I don't have any experience playing with him, but anytime I play against him in LCS, he seems pretty damn good. So it's like, I'm sure he... He should have a home somewhere, is like what I believe. Okay. Also, wait. Also, you were talking about the how like the atmospheres on teams are like Sneaky's laid back. You also like can never know how a player truly is, just based off like their stream personality. Because like competitive is way different than when you're streaming. Like maybe he's actually like a turbo tryhard, and he just, you know, it's like way like polar opposite. So, yeah. I. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's it's interesting because I remember I talked to Jack maybe like a year and a half ago. Or maybe I forget when it was, but you know, he was basically like, Oh yeah, Sneaky's like such a such a great asset, not just because he's great but his uh his overall personality, um, and like how he works in a team setting. Um so like that that was really interesting to hear. But at the same time, it seems like I don't know if that changed or the players around him changed or or what, but uh just like looking at the dynamic uh, from the behind the scenes videos, it was clear that like the team didn't get along well, or like it seemed like they didn't get along well um, uh, between all all the players. So who knows? Because because that's the other thing too, too, too. That's what I was gonna say about your point was like you don't know what people are like exactly behind the scenes. They can also change. Like people can can be really cool and useful and awesome to play with with a certain group of people, and then there's like personality clashes, and they're really different from this other group of people, and they don't work as well. Um, so it's, it's just one of those things where thing, things can, can change. You never know. So I want to move on to our next caller, uh, rather quickly. So I'm just going to say this and then we can maybe do a quick follow up, but I want to make sure we get more people in as, as Monte's here. The thing about sneaky. So I would, I challenge Reddit to think about it and Twitter and all the other channels to think about this, because I think. I'm happy, Proximate, that you called in and you said he's a free agent, I think. It's really important because I think a lot of people think he is a free agent. But he's not. He's still signed to C9. And so the big question isn't why isn't anyone picking up Sneaky, but what would it take to pick up Sneaky, in my mind? So, for instance, let's say... So, we know from this offseason that Jack sold a lot of his roster to EG... For a considerable sum of money, and he supposedly acquired Vulcan for a very considerable sum of money. So Sneaky being, I think, is he going to All-Stars? If not, he's like in the top five voting at, at one point in time. And uh, also being this consistent player, he should command a pretty big price tag. So if you're Jack, I don't think you're going to trade Sneaky unless you're going to get paid a good amount for him. And and for his contract. And so that's what is very interesting to me is people think 
people are looking at the face value of sneaky himself when i think if you're a gm you're not just thinking of sneaky you're also thinking of the cost of acquiring his contract as you're making uh, this decision and maybe reddit and all these places don't care about that and maybe they actually do care about it but they're saying well you should pay millions of dollars to acquire sneaky but i think that's a factor that i think a lot of people should be considering because i cannot imagine that jack is uh going out to market with sneaky's contract for less than a million i would be surprised especially when you look at the pricing of other players contracts over the past uh couple of weeks as that stuff has started to kind of leak out so I think it's really important that people consider that. So maybe maybe you're right, Proximate, and like 100 Thieves should acquire Sneaky, but I also would just challenge people to consider the, the cost of the acquisition. And that's another reason why I think uh, 100 Thieves might be a good place, because they definitely have shown in the past that they're willing to kind of spend those big bucks. And from what, at least from uh, Jack's most recent statement on the situation that they are willing to trade for him or at least they're they're not trying to get rid of him but they're at least you know it's not a situation where they're having to convince jack to get rid of him they they're they have a replacement they're wanting you know either him on academy or for him to find another team so it good yeah I was gonna say, I just hope the the, the end scenario isn't like sneaking in contract hell because that that's like the ultimate worst fuck everything kind of outcome all this. And uh, I think it is important to remember because I've seen a couple of people making fun of me for being a sneaky fan. But I think it is important to remember that like, well, you can meme on him for not playing as well. Maybe this last split, he did have the top damage per minute at the last World Championship. And like, if you actually look at the breakdown of the individual games that he played there, I can't think of a single performance that was like so bad that it significantly drops his value as a player. So I, I think he is still going to be, again, not a free agent to clarify, but he's the hottest like player that's on the market. And I, I really think any team that can afford him and doesn't try to buy him out by any means is going to be at a loss because of it. Because I think him added to a team can easily make a team a top three roster as long as he's got good supporting pieces. I would just say that at this point in time, I'd be surprised if he starts week one of LCS. Not because I think he shouldn't, but because I think, like, the C9 has a starting AD, TSM does, TL does, CLG does, IMT is rumored to be starting all tech. You could argue maybe they shouldn't. I don't, have they announced that lineup yet? No, not officially. Okay, well maybe, I don't know if that's out there or, or like if ESPN said anything about it or whatever, but I've heard all tech. Uh, Johnson is supposedly starting at Dig. Cody's been reported to go to 100T. Uh, that's also what I've heard. Uh, Wild Turtles at FlyQuest. Uh, Zazel, or sorry, Bang is at EG. And then we have, uh, who did Golden Guardians announce? Because I haven't filled that in yet. FBI? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're keeping FBI. So I think that, like, that is what is super interesting to me is, like, I'm looking at a list of, of slots that look like they're already filled in. Maybe last minute something changes, but I don't know. Uh, well, again, you know, so if Cody Sun is going to 100 Thieves, then Dig still needs a uh, AD carry. As far as I'm aware, I haven't heard anything rumored for Dig. And uh, if Dig doesn't give up Cody Sun, uh, then 100 Thieves still needs an AD carry. And I think something that could put a deal on hold 
like the dig hundred thieves Cody Sun trade is them being in talks with Sneaky as a player to uh acquire him. Yeah. Uh well, we'll see. But um is there anything you want to shout out before we move on to the final call? Are you okay over there, Mark? Yeah, I'm great. What's up? He thinks he's funny. Is there uh <laughs> anything you want to shout out before we move on to the last caller before of, of Damonte stay here? I mean, uh, as always, shout out to Travis, shout out to the sponsors. Uh, for uh, It's great to be on the show, and uh, yeah, great to be here, guys. Well, thanks so much for calling in. All right. One more? We'll one more call with DeMonte, and then we'll switch, and we'll, do our, we'll take our sponsor. Uh, DeMonte, since I know you're going to have to run off the call quickly, is there anything you want to say to anybody out there? Shout Shout out stuff. Where can people find you? I think you were streaming today. I'm pretty much DeMonte on everything. That's useful. T.DeMonte on Instagram. If that's what you're asking me. Gotcha. Tom Shu is here. Welcome back, Tom Shu. Hey, guys. What's going on? Oh, Tom Shu, my boy. Thanks for being right? Twitch sub. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Or, sorry, remind me where you're calling from. Um, Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. And what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, okay, so let's talk about the current state of LCS politics and how it's just entirely, completely messed up beyond belief. Like, we've been seeing tweets from different players, like, going like, oh, there's there's no trials, there's nothing going on. And then people start importing these, like, importing these players, and it seems like there's just no rhyme or reason to it. Like, we're getting to, like, freaking... Like, why are we using import slots on, like, Ica or Ryoma? I'm going to have to ask management or anyone who's, like, important to, like, Trump stream because I'm about to start flaming some people. Why are we importing, like, 23-year-old B-League French mid laners in, like, OCE nobodies? It just makes no sense to me. Is it just, like, because they're French and he's Zabutin's boy and because Ryoma is Papa Smithy's boy? It just makes it's no sense. Like, wait... I could understand if you imported Magic Felix or something or Larson, but this dude? Come on, man. You've got to be kidding me. And it's like, it's all, it all seems to be just about who gets the spot is about like who is the person that you know. Unless you like know some guy or who you're, who's your boy, or you like jack enough people off during the offseason, that's the only time you're ever going to get a team. And it makes no sense. Like, am, uh, I, am I the only one who feels this way? All right. I'm well, so happy throw you're here. immediately to Devante. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is why people are mad in the first place, is, like, everything you just said. And, like, I mean, you just got to realize that the, the repercussions that are going to come with the, the decisions that they've made can be, like, huge. So you just, like, you got to let it play out. And that's why, like, I'm not sitting here stressed out over, like, oh, my God, I don't have an LCS job. It's just, like, I'm going to wait and see what happens. Maybe these guys are actually good. I can't can't say anything. I mean, it's, like, maybe, maybe like, Soaz and Aika is going to have, like, insane synergy together. Or something Bruh, like that. If, if Ica was so good, he'd be in LEC. It's like, Demonte, did you not jack up enough people to get on LCS? Hey, we don't need to. <laughs> we can pull back. This. Uh, I like I like Demonte's attitude though. Like to be confident. Like I don't think these are gonna work out. And, and like in a couple weeks, someone's gonna be calling for my ass. Yeah, I mean that, that's pretty much. I mean I, that's how everyone has to just sit here and wait. That's like. That's actually just the lifestyle of the NA mid, is you just sit there, you hope you sign to the academy team with the mid laner who's, like, gonna play the worst or, like, not play well. And then that's how you get your spot. Because all the imports that are coming from the other regions are probably better than all the NA players. Like, most of them. 
It's just like the sad truth, but I agree with you. It's quite strange that the, the, the decisions that 100 Thieves and Immortals have made, but you just have to wait and see. And if they get a lot of shit from it, then they're going to have to deal with the consequences. Do you and think it just, the feels, it just feels the awful because people are just... People complain about mids being like NA mids being thrown in these bad situations, like Yasui going in Echo Fox and Saligo going in 100 Thieves, of course, only after the current mids completely bust out. So it's like, what are you supposed to do if you're just going to sit there waiting for your chance? And I know you have to make the best of a bad situation, but it's just this impossible cycle and nothing's ever going to change until management gets some sense. So, okay, I'm sorry. Yes, thank you. Uh, Devante, do you... <laughs> Do you feel to the caller's point, to Tom Shu's point, that it is incredibly political? Is it a political situation? Like, is it is it about who you know and the relationships that you have that gets you the spots? I mean, not entirely. It definitely depends more on, on your play. But if you have, like, someone, like, if someone joins a team and he's, like, considered, like, like if, if someone gets signed on the first day of free agency, that means that they're a very valuable player. And if that person has a high opinion of someone else that maybe everyone else doesn't think is good, he's probably still going to get the job there just because that's the first player they got signed. And, like, he wants... He's like, I think this guy's good. Like, he's, like, recommending to whoever. Like, that's probably... Papa Smithy in the chat right now. Uh, there's, he's, he's putting a thinking emoji. Anyway. Can we, can we talk about the lack of tryouts? Like, why, why is no one doing well, any tryouts? Before, before, we, before we transition too much, I was going to say, I, it is interesting that, like... I was talking to another GM, and he was saying that for a lot of the moves, so many G you talk to every GM. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, um, no. It's just so funny because it's, it's because well, I'm just, your I'm name just, drop. I'm just talking saying, like, GM. this is not. Sometimes I speculate wildly, where I'm like, "Hey, I wonder if people are doing due diligence." And I asked him on to, and then there's times where it's like, "I've already spoken to someone about this," so it's yeah. not completely random. But he was pointing out that a lot of the, um, a lot of the kind of uh, minor region pickups or these kinds of things, you can for the most part trace back to like certain people in the organization who a narrow well so an arrow for one but also uh rune <coughs> and irene coming from the tcl um there's another one that i i can't couldn't remember um and i guess ica you know if you want to talk about soaz or potentially uh zabutine um god there there were there were a bunch that like when you really dug into it pretty much every single one had like a has a boy the or well, yeah. I, I don't and I, and I don't want to paint this as necessarily a negative thing like oh it's his boy this dude doesn't deserve it it's it's, boy. It's yeah it, i'm not painting it only as that i'm just saying like these people have inside knowledge and sometimes that benefits them and they're able to find someone that no one else knows about because they don't watch opl really um or something like that but at because i is this this undiscovered talent that we've never heard of sure either way all i'm saying is some it does you can usually trace it back someone in the org uh that had previous experience or some experience with that particular region and why they were able to find like find that player whether or not that's good or bad is is up to you know history to decide i guess if that's one fair. of my mods could turn on r9 k mode the demonte spam is cute but perhaps distracting ah, actually the most obnoxious thing is my twitter ads every single day really <laughs> it's just at Papa Smithy at Demonte forehead 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 and then yeah. Papa Smithy's in the chat right now everybody oh, and Demonte's no. here here's your chance stop both no. of them actually no, here no, no. I don't want to see anything so let's just keep the spam going why have a useful conversation with multiple LCS personalities in the chat um, all right anyway dude, Tom, dude memes is how we get things done Tom unfortunately we're done uh, with Demonte so we have to wrap up your call is there anything else that you want to say uh, tonight 
Okay, yeah, just a couple things. Yeah, all the best to you, Demonte. I really hope you get a team. I know Mark's posted that picture, that lotion on your desk. You're going to need plenty of it to find a team this week. But also... (laughs) Dude, what the fuck, man? (laughs) But let's get you see. We got a team, boys. One like, one in, eight mid. Bye. Um, The other thing I was going to say before that is definitely don't take it out on the players who sign. Like, let's say Rioma or Ika or whoever it is goes and bombs out in spring and you're mad about it. Don't don't put it on the player just because they got a contract. Who should they put it on? Someone else. Maybe the team. Maybe the nameless, faceless Twitter account that some social media PR guy reads or girl and it doesn't matter because it's not no one knows who's reading it. Maybe them. I don't know. Don't put it on. Don't put it. Don't put it on the person's Twitter timeline. It's not them. Everyone thinks you just announced Cloud Nine, Devante, because you're leaving the show. I've been wearing it for the last hour. (laughs) I know. You cannot wear team clothing if you're not working there. Right. No, I'm a free agent. Oh, nice shirt, bro. (laughs) All right. I will. uh, All right, Devante, we're gonna wrap this up. I know you got a call to hop on. Perhaps a important call. Uh, feel free to call in after your call and let us know what that call was about and how right. it went. <laughs> uh, either way, but uh, you already shouted out your stuff, so I guess we'll say goodbye. All right. I love you, Travis. Friend. Yeah, see ya. Thanks. All right. Anyway, uh, I guess I need... It's going to sound really weird for the podcast listeners. Well, especially since I leaned over so much you couldn't see my... Can we, can we just, Twitter chat is all spavic hearts that loves, Nick Allen says I love DeMonte. I love Nick Allen. Did DeMonte leave? DeMonte, are you still here? Yeah, I'm here. I'm chilling. Okay. Are you, we're trying to say goodbye to you. Should I just kick you from all this? I'm going to do an Annalie Moore ad. If he's still here, whenever we get back from it, it'll be fine. Uh, Either way, shout out to Alienware. They've got a ton of stuff coming up soon. Uh, for Black Friday, you can go over to Alienware.com slash Travis and check them out. I'm going to put their link in the chat. Be sure to also check them out if you're listening to uh, or lis- watching the YouTube channel. I want to make sure that's a link. If you're watching the YouTube channel, there's a link in the description. They've got... All right, whatever. Link won't show up in Twitch chat for some reason. Maybe I disabled it. But they've got a bunch of stuff going on over uh, in preparation for Black Friday. You can go find that stuff over at Alienware.com slash Travis. And right now they're doing... A, a early sale. So if you're watching the show live right now, you can go check out some of their stuff. Up to 20% off select Alienware PCs. Uh, save up to, I think, up, uh, close to 500 Actually, right now I'm looking at an M15. You can save up to $600 on it. So uh, there's a ton of stuff that they've got going on over there. Be sure to check out their Black Friday stuff uh, because that's, I mean, honestly, you know, you all know it's a good time to go check out computers. They've been doing a bunch of stuff to support me over the past year and everything that we've been working on mark as well on the show so uh, i you guys know this i've already said this a ton but i want to thank them so much oh and today i tweeted out if you want to go take a look at um i did a little look at their monitors so they they have a new 34 and a new 27 both of those are up uh in a video where i compare the two on my twitter channel or twitter page you can go check that out and we'll also have a look at the m15 that i've been using uh, for the past several months, including at Worlds, uh, just as a uh, kind of look and, you know, you can hear from us what we've, we've thought about it. Either way, check them out over at Alienware.com slash Travis. There's a link in the description. Synthetica just put it into chat. Thank you, Synthetica. Everything is 
great. Okay, so... Dude, what's my cat doing? He's I don't know. himself in the head. I know. That yeah. cat is not... And now you're on Cloud9. I just noticed that you're wearing a Cloud9. Wait, I, I said that, and I... It's a Cloud9 branded show. Did I just leave this freeze frame of DeMonte up? So that That's people who show up new will think he's still here. I'm trying to understand why do we have so many what viewers tonight? Because it's off season and we're we're the best show ever because we don't have fucking loco on it. Hmm. I'm telling Think about you. how starved these these viewers are for content when their other option is is loco doco. Anyway, Joe, my cat's getting scolded. I feel like I'm uncomfortable with your. You don't like this. No. <laughs> What'd you just say? My cat's biting her shoulder. He's, when he gets going, dude, that cat gets going. Can we maybe can we zoom back out again? Why? For personal request. Alright, whatever. Can just we just, you know, let's just take a call? Choices? Yeah. Why don't we take a call? Alright, Mark is grabbing them. Big shout outs to a ton of people. By the way, Sable Flag just gifted five subs. I missed that. Um, that was at the start of the show, and I completely missed it. And I hope Sable Flag is still here because I feel like a jerk if, if uh, he or she isn't. Zombies1993, Pillowesque, Ion7J2, Amped Gaming, Bare Naked Ninja, JJ2142, The Slatherpuss, Proximate Gaming, Danny Grimm, Sorry Kings, Derek, Dark King582, Oshu, Avura, and uh, Merchant of Soul. Where are we? Are we back? Nope, Mark is still not here. Uh, Crouton, Ein Waltz, Cheeto, Kelby gifted a sub to Kielbasa. Hi, Kelby. Kel if Kelby, if you're still in the chat, if you want to hop on the show, we could have you on. Fernks19, Crockpot09, I am Nucleus, only one. If if Kelby's in the chat and you guys want him to join the show, please uh, message him and tell him to come was on the show. Was it Say Ocean or was it Kelby? What is it's, he now? I, it's at Kelby because he was able to, whenever he was at Twitch, he got the Kelby name, I think. Yeah, he was Danny on is joining us. Danny Grimm, where are you calling from? Hey, calling from Redmond, Washington. Ooh, you have, uh, you're kind of loud. Okay, I've turned you down. Okay. Um, well, welcome back on the show. I hope work is going well. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Right. Um, so my take is kind of twofold. Um, it seems to me that teams are more willing to spend money on unknown quantity imports than they are on actually building out their recruiting and scouting structure within those orgs. And I mean, given that there's no any mid starting the split seemingly, it feels like they're gonna double down this split on getting more imports and they haven't improved recruiting or scouting as far as we know. So my prediction is that it's not gonna go well, which goes into two kind of things. One is it goes bad they just revert to, okay, now we need to get just any talent. They still haven't improved scouting or recruiting, so that doesn't really help much. Um, and the other one is, now that they are bringing out down imports, one of the points being made is that that's going to level up the scene. And I don't think it will, because they don't actually scout, scout very well for imports. Imports aren't really good. It's not going to level up anyone. So that's kind of a long-winded point okay so sorry what's your your final take here that do you think that orgs shouldn't be importing or do you think they're just too I, eager to do it so i think they are too eager to do it and they don't have the structure to support it 
Okay. Is in there not as great at scouting it? Yeah. Okay. By the way, we should mention up, you, you yeah. said that there weren't going to be any NA mids, but Golden Glue will oh. be starting oh, yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was going to say okay. first up, Kelby May is in the call. Oh, did he join? Yeah. What's good, guys? Hi, Kelby. Do you, are you? Do you want to join the? Are you clothed? Uh, I'm clothed, but do you, do you need me to join for the camera spot? No, no. I guess. Why didn't you just, just see Demonte's face there? And then Kelby could tend to be. <laughs> It'd be confusing for people joining. Uh, that's fine. If you don't want to do video, that's fine. Welcome, welcome to the show, Kelby May. Kelby, former. What was your position at CLG officially? Uh, general manager. General manager. So we have a we have a former North American general manager on the show right now, responsible in part for the one Drawing of the first CLG. imports to North America. You that's guys true. Him. All right, so. Uh, let's hop into it. Yeah. Um, do we think that they are too eager to import and that they are not doing a great job of it? Mark, do you think there's evidence they're not doing a great job of selecting the, the players that they do import? Because I feel like the more, you know, I can think of more recent imports like Crown or whatever, and it seems to think, I, I see, seems to be that people think that they're quite good. I think it depends. Like, I think that they're fine at bringing over, you know, known quantities like i have no problem with with taking a shot at crown or whatever and trying to work with him uh i definitely don't think that that's necessarily bad um i think we've gotten better about starting to target uh lesser known quantities in the last year and a half with people like broken blade and rune and stuff but a lot of them are coming from minor regions and i'm not sure why we aren't taking that same care with 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 major regions less discovered talent where we're kind of doing it with like the creme de la creme of minor regions. So I guess they are kind of, kind of more known quantities, even in that case. Um, but either way, I, I kind of see what the caller's talking about, about scouting and finding. Other By the way, so where do actually... you think the scouting is failing? Because people seem to feel like it's okay that TSM is keeping broken blade. And he was like a top player from the TCL. So yes. I'm asking you, Mark. Well, you I do you feel like it's the scouting is okay. Yeah, I'm not sure why people aren't. Or sorry, I, I said this that. before. Like, I'm not sure why they aren't targeting top of solo queue players from other regions. Like, that's basically how most scout like players are discovered. Is like, oh, I saw them in solo queue. It's it's often where it starts, and then maybe they get into a minor region team or minor league, excuse me, team. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't think teams at least from the ones that I've talked to so far, have taken any effort to hire people or even just, you know, flat be like, hey, guy who jumps out at you from this region kind of thing. Um, and that's what I mean where I, I say I can totally see where the call is coming from, where it's like, that's probably not that expensive in the grand scheme of your budget to go talk to a like high elo players in other regions, send your player there and one of your breaks to go um grind solo queue and, and and pay him for that and then to like write up about people who impressed him the most you know between spring and summer go to korea or something um and the reason i bring this up is just because the teams that won worlds from the lpl using solo laners from korea most of those guys were not super well-known quanti quantities but then uh, some of them had some experience in challenger teams some didn't i don't think i don't think shy or excuse me i don't think was it the shy or Doinby, one of them didn't didn't play in L LC. Pretty sure. 
I thought. Oh yeah, I think the shy didn't because I think. Dorn I think he was like a streamer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like those those are guys who. Oh, Twitch is saying both. Uh, yeah, but I thought one of them might have played in the the like challenger yeah. scene. Yeah, I thought one of them did too, and I thought it was doing B. Yeah, but, apparently yeah. Clid didn't play either, but I'm pretty sure some of these guys got LCK challenger. Sure. Anyway, but but the point is, yeah, like why why aren't we finding Clids and Doinbees and stuff? Why are we only getting crowns and core JJs? Where where is the attempt at finding the lesser known talent? I just don't see it even attempted outside when CLG did it. Years ago with Seraph. Yeah, and that we saw how that worked out. Well, I bet just because it, it didn't work once doesn't mean the idea was wrong. You're ahead of your time. You did it before you had an academy system to plop him in and see if he was actually good or not. Danny, do you? Would that make you feel better? If actually, I'm actually kind of curious about this. So you're you're concerned about the scouting methods of the current LCS teams. If they were like, don't worry, guys. Instead of getting the top player in the TCL or OPL, we brought this solo queue superstar in that people are not familiar with and has never played a professional game of league in his life. Would that, would you be excited about that or would that make you concerned? I mean, I would be somewhat excited, but mostly right now I would be concerned. The reason being, and to Mark's point, when you import top talent from minor regions, it just makes me feel like you're not really putting an effort into scouting you're like i don't have money for top talent from top regions i'm going to import top talent from minor regions so it doesn't feel like they're doing their scouting really well and they're not really bringing in players from like top solo, solo queue korea so yeah right now it's going to make me feel uncomfortable but generally if if they do that and it works and you know they start to get a rhythm of more players that are kind of unknown, but they've scouted them, then I would be very excited. I think that's way more exciting than just random imports that don't pan out and like a revolving door of imports in I NA. I feel like this assumption, or I feel like what you're saying makes dangerous assumptions about other regions. Uh, in particular, like when, when we're looking at like LCK, LEC, or LPL, if I, as an NA like GM, am going to hire somebody to scout like LCK, let's use Korea as an example, right? If I'm like, I'm assuming that I can't get the top players from those teams, but I want to discover like who's the next Clid or who's the next guy that hasn't made it onto an LCK team yet, uh, but I can bring over and put on an LCS team. Like I'm assuming that there's that I, as somebody who's in a different region, probably doesn't speak the language and doesn't know the in and outs of like their politics, am able to discover solo queue talent better than all of the Korean LCK teams. And like I've just found this gem that they have not, for whatever reason, been able to identify, even though their, reason, their region has more international success, more infrastructure, and obviously like a lot greater proximity to this player. And that really applies for all of these different regions. So I can understand why... LCS teams are looking at known quantities in other regions because otherwise you have to assume that you as an outsider are going to be able to discover talent better than they are, which mm. is like a pretty difficult assumption to make for me, at least. So I'm not, well, if you don't mind if I go first, I don't think you, you have to be much better because like I said, a lot of these teams aren't doing anything significantly more than playing solo queue with them. 
prior to getting any uh, practice time on like an LSPL team or other other situations. But uh, what we do have is much better working conditions, as far as I'm aware. Um, and you know, if I don't know, you know, because I don't think it's really even been attempted. But if if you're in, in talks between joining Korean challenger team that is super going to pay you nothing and your life's going to be miserable or an LCS team or maybe even an academy team. I think you can, you don't need to identify it before them. You can identify it close to the same rate as, as these other teams and then hopefully make a better pitch to them uh, to, to convince them to come over. I think the bigger concern more so than can you get to them first is if you do get to them first, do you actually still develop them into talented players like these other regions are doing? That's where I think that this theory actually falls apart more so than than finding them. But that's 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 a different. Yeah, thing. I mean, I I'm still not with you there. Like I I do think that we are at a really severe disadvantage in terms of finding those talent, finding that talent and identifying them before the other like home regions, especially in LCK and LPL. But I I agree with you on your second point as well. Is that taking somebody out of that structure that has built them to that point. Like the other thing too, is that like these players come over here. And I think that being out of those systems for significant periods of times makes them soft. Like, uh, being, yeah. being an a and playing constantly on NA solo queue. When you do that for like nine months, you're going to lose a lot of what made you great in your other region. For sure. And I think, like I was saying, those are some of the concerns you have to try and tackle but I don't even think it's being attempted, is it? And that's why I don't, I don't understand. You know, like these are things that could go wrong in theory, but it should be a relatively cheap cost. Because uh, I'd rather get Crown or Core JJ. By the way, just to corroborate. But these aren't mutually exclusive. It's not like you can only do one or the other. But, right? but like, you're, I'm saying why one is happening and why the other isn't happening. Yeah, but I'm saying things like Rush. We got Rush, and that worked out pretty well. Uh, well what is pretty well? Better like, than MVP. most NA, NA has never done anything at Worlds. Like, isn't this, isn't this all to fix the issue that NA is not performing at Worlds? Rush didn't do that for us. No, but neither has anyone really in that capacity other than some European players, right? So if you don't like Rush, why can we not find... Why can't we try and lure over people like larson and things like that and what happened with jensen where we got him first or like you know i think it doesn't have to be limited to lck um though that's what we've been talking about mm-hmm. um you know even people like ray uh, you know like i think those are the types of opportunities i don't think teams go for enough and like you're saying yes crown will be a much better immediate pickup but he's going to cost you a lot more in theory to actually get over there whereas this should be a relatively low cost opportunity and you're going to miss on some but that's basically opportunity cost right yeah i gotcha so you're saying like but for some teams where the budget is not the issue like i would much rather take the crown bet you're saying for like some of the mid or bottom tier teams yeah or you know like academy because you can put uh, players on there. I think Levi was a, the wrong example because he was a superstar on a, on a you know a, a Vietnamese team that bent over backwards to play to his style. But uh, doing something similar where you put him in academy and 
hopefully it didn't cost that much. You'd probably have to deal with visas, which I can also understand being a bit of a, a, a headache. But if you can get them in Academy for a split or a year and just see what happens, it doesn't even need to be like you're committing a starting spot to it. Right. I mean, if I'm a rising talent in LPL or LCK and I have dreams of going pro, yeah. uh, do I resign myself to NA Academy? Well, so what Papa Smithy said a little bit ago in chat was a lot of players are not interested in coming to NA because they think their skills will atrophy due to the ping, which is kind yeah. of what you were saying, Kelby. So, yeah, of course. But but I, I, I already kind of tried to address that by saying we're not even a trying. Like, these conversations aren't even happening as far as I'm aware. Well, yeah, not that we're aware because people aren't coming over, right? But may maybe. I mean, I think you're probably I mean, largely correct. I'm not, I'm not I talked to a couple like... teams if they had regional talent scouts, and, and none of them did. Oh, yeah, I'm sure nobody has regional talent scouts. Right, and I'm not even saying, like, this guy's a full-time fucking staff employee. I'm saying, like, did you pay people, you know? Dude, there's Zix Laws out there. Zixlaw got onto CLG because he sent George PDFs analyzing our games for like a year. And then eventually we were like, dude, let's try this guy out. Now look at him. So yeah, yeah there's exactly. definitely people out there willing to do that shit. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to pay full-time employees, but like, are we, are we even, is, is the attempt even being made? made I, like Pop is probably right. You know, like if you reach out to the top 10 unsigned LCK talents on the Korean solo queue ladder, um, you know, like, probably the vast majority and be like fuck off <laughs> you know <laughs> but that doesn't mean you don't try it i think but that's 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 to my uh, kind of to, to bring it back to the caller the idea of like where are people investing their money in scouting because it's not even really scouting to go say "Ooh, i just heard chovies off griffin you know like that's not scouting yeah no i got you I mean, I think at some, well, anyway, this is good, by the way, because I'm uh, interviewing Parth tomorrow, so I will ask, ask him, him about his regional talent scouts. Uh, yeah, about <laughs> how much scouting he thinks the teams are doing and all that stuff. But uh, I don't know, Danny, do you think that we've addressed this? Yeah, I think generally you have. All right. I, uh, I would, there were some things I would say, but, uh, you know, Kelby, Mark, they got into it. Well, you, I want to hear you, Travis. You're not just a host on this show. I respect your opinions here. I, actually, that's funny. You, almost you guys went back, back and forth a ton on it, but I do. I think, I think it, it would be an interesting experiment to do what Mark is saying, right? If you are a team and you think academies like academies, the perfect place to experiment. So if you can actually get somebody, and I, if you look at all these different regions, if you had, if you looked at three of them and you've got regional talent scouts, you should be able to find a couple of players that you can bring over to Academy and just sort of see, give them a year or so. I think that would be really interesting. Um, and by the way, I'm guessing like, it's not gonna cost you too much. I doubt that it's gonna be much more, if anything, more than what it would cost to have an NA player there. Academy's low risk. It, it does seem like a pretty good idea, so. And maybe it all flops and I'm totally wrong, but I'd rather have this conversation than another one that's like, the problem is players are lazy <laughs> or, you know, like the well, and to Kelby's point sucks, you know, like the, all to Kelby's the very blunt point, nothing we have done so far has worked great. And yeah. it's not. So I think that kind of off the wall thinking is perhaps not a bad way to go about it. And I would, I would bet that 
Kelby's right that none of these turn into like, and then North America won worlds off Mark's master, you know, like, but I, I do. Don't take, I, grant, don't take credit for Danny's idea, dude. Yeah. My bad. My bad. I just, I, I would just like to see more efforts and more unique efforts made than like, we're going to really, we, we're going to invest in, in this thing. You know, yeah. Danny, do you have any plugs, any shouts, anything uh, you want to throw out there before we move on to the next caller? Nope. Shout out to Alienware Movement for sponsoring the show. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a good one. You too. I'm just, just waiting uh, for the... Sorry, go ahead, Travis. Bloody Stabs just gifted us up to Papa Smithy. Congratulations, Papa Smithy. I'm joining the show. <clears throat> Hello. Hello, Insaya. Yeah. One sorry, second, sorry. Kelby had something he wanted to say. Kelby, yeah, go, go, ahead. go ahead. No, 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 I'm good. I was no, just going to say it. Say it, say it, say it. I'm just waiting for the day that NA accepts its fates as a region, dude. Like, it's, it's guys. Need... Did you see the Reddit thread today that was like, what's the point? What time was the Reddit thread go up? Was an I, EU? I don't think it was. Was that today? I thought it was yesterday. Maybe. Let me. It just fell off the front page. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. There was a thread that was literally. What's the point, Kobe? What's the point? I mean, it's not. It's he not like there's, there's no, no point. He agrees with you, Mark. It was. It was 23 hours ago. That's what I'm saying. What's the point? We're all gonna die anyways. Right. That's, that's not, it's not like you don't compete along the way, but you need to be realistic about where you are in the the scheme of things in terms of like world competitiveness. And maybe there's like one off roster that does something one year, but like we are not LEC, which has you know like as a region just like propelled themselves up so much and actually been super impressive. Like that is not in the cards for us with our player base size. Like it's just not gonna fucking happen. So. I, I mean, I think it's, what, been two years, three years, Travis, since I've been saying the whole, okay, instead of talking about why are we bad, let's talk about why would we expect ourselves to be great. Yes. I think you said that right before NA had its best Worlds run ever. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was just a little bit early or a little late. You know, any other yeah. year that would have been a great point to start bringing that up. Yeah, it was also the year that I think Kelby said that Cloud9 had 0% chance of getting out of groups, I think. Was that was that the what it was? I think it was what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was just last year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, not last year, the year before. Whatever. No, it was last year. Doesn't it feel weird to yeah. say that? I think, yeah. yeah. Inside, where are you calling from? I'm from San Mateo, California. San Mateo, California. What do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, so my topic is <laughs> a little controversial. Um, I believe that FlyQuest can be a top three team in the upcoming spring split. Mm. Um, so yeah, mm. a little, little, little vague here, um, but I've been a FlyQuest fan since like the beginning of the conception of Cloud9 Challenger, and I've seen like a lot of rosters. I'm by no means like you know a league expert or anything. I'm only gold two lol. But um, I believe like adding Ignar to Wild Turtle will be a really significant addition because uh, I don't really think FlyQuest has had a super definitive support in the whole time. If I remember correctly, they've only had Lumination, Stun. Uh, Wadid, and I think, I think that's all they've had so far. But yeah, so, oh, JJ as well, sorry. And JJ was pretty much implemented in after things weren't going very well. He had a really good split, but then after that, um, uh, I think in the summer after they did pretty well, um, he just got benched again for Wadid or something. But along the lines of adding Power of Evil along with Ignar, that's already like a coexisting like chemistry they have in Sits. Uh, I think it's 2017 was the year that they were together. I might be wrong. But um, 
Viper also has potential as well. He had rookie of the split, albeit not much competition in that split, but I believe R Viper had a really good spring split, and I don't exactly know what happened in the summer. I know they started 1-7, um, but like they were actually beginning to gain a little bit of traction near the end of the split. They did drop, like I think, the last two games or something that could have like got them in some position for playoffs. But I believe um, a lot of their like, playoff experience and such as well uh, a lot of people seem to forget FlyQuest, um, when St. Vicious was on the team, they were one game away. If it's Cloud9, they would have got second seed. And they ended up losing tiebreakers and going down to, I think, like six or something. Which is like sure, a, pretty, so they have, a pretty bad fall. They have a, a history of being competitive. Yes. So, sorry, <laughs> but, your take is that they're going to be competitive again? You said I think I, I think they're going to be top three because I believe having adding Ignar will ignite Wild Turtle to perform a lot better than he has with all the other sports Flyquest has ever had. Because Wild Turtle, in my opinion, is a player that plays very, very well when he's, like, of course, surrounded by, like, good or, like, you know, neutral players. But I believe with Flyquest having, like, kind of weak links in the past, I feel like Wild Turtle can't really be ignited as hard as he could uh, when he has, like, a really good support behind him. I mean, I've seen him get ignited a lot in the LCS, but... Whoa. Hey. What do you say? Uh, Mark, do you want to start off on this one? Or do you want me to? I'm a negative Nancy. Are you going to be a negative Nancy? I'm as, I'm about as negative a fucking Nancy as you can be. <laughs> All right, you go you go negative Nancy first, and we'll see which of us are more of a negative Nancy. I mean, this is just... There is... At, so I've made some stupid... Not stupid. I've made some, in retrospect, foolish calls about 0% chances of something happening. But there is a fucking less than 0% chance that FlyQuest is top three this split. Like, in NA, as a region, looking at these other rosters, like, oh my god, there is, there is no possible fucking way that FlyQuest finishes top three. Like, even in spring, where, you know, like, anything can happen, I would say. Like, how the fuck is this team FlyQuest Esports? I'm amazed these guys are even still in the LCS. Like, and I'm Dude, I got to give it up to you. Like, it's really awesome that you have managed to be a fan of this org and the, like, the lack of anything that they have done to deserve your fandom since they've been involved in the league. Like, nobody cares about this org. Nobody cares about anything that they're doing. But you're here still repping it. So good on you, man. But I, I just do not see how it is possible that these guys are competing with, like, TSM, EG, TL uh, for, for a top three spot. Like... Wow, I, I understand, Mark. So what? What is what? I'm curious though. Like, what is the thing? Who is who's the other team in like the the current like top three that you would knock down? And like, what is the thing that FlyQuest is going to have over them aside from a lack of awareness, social media presence, branding, content creation, or marketable personalities? See, so you're asking like what team FlyQuest will mark down or beat down like to get yeah. there instead of yeah, 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 yeah. So I believe like a lot of people are saying the top teams will be TL, EG, um, TSM, and like maybe C9. This yeah. is very. This is gonna sound very stupid. I'm probably gonna get like ripped all over the internet for. I honestly don't feel like EG will pan out that. Way, in my opinion, I feel like we EG, don't even know the full EG yeah. lineup is the problem. What's the confirmed one? It's like Bang, Zazel, Svenskir, and. Yeah, I think that's it. And then that, we're that's trying it. To I mean, those three they're... players can beat any five FlyQuest players that I'm sure you're going to put out there. To, so. to be fair to the caller, <laughs> it's okay. sometimes these kind of like mashed together teams that look really good on paper don't pan out. That's true. And I remember, I forget if it was 
one of the splits, either 2018 or I think it was spring. Everyone thought they were going to be terrible. Yeah, I did they too. did. They really did. And then, like, Dignitas fell apart. I think it was Clutch. Or yeah, FlyQuest always quietly creeps up the rankings, and then people are like, oh, wait, it's FlyQuest. What yeah, it was, like, it was like TSM flopped. A uh, hundred thieves flopped initially, but turned it around. Um, All right, Travis, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. Since since you wanna you know sounds like you wanna be optimistic here, uh, what odds do I need to give you uh, for you to take your Alienware sponsorship and put it on the line for FlyQuest being top three? Can I get a cut? Like uh, you're not getting a cut. What is, does it need to be like <laughs> ten to one? I would 20 never... to 1? There you go. This is this is a good response. Go for I it. I would never <laughs> ever bet my alien rare relationship against anyone. I don't know. Would I bet my mother's life against anything, Kelby? Would I she have life insurance? <laughs> would I uh you know Risk Peter never winning a game of League of Legends ever again. You know how an amazing sponsor Alienware has been. Don't you fucking ever come to me and ask me to risk my relationship with that sponsor again. All right, but, but I'm what... saying there's a chance that they would be. <laughs> but FlyQuest top three, you know. Yeah, I'm. I, I wouldn't I, okay. count it out, but. But I, I think Kelby was more negative than me. I'm not even going to try and top that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so one, no, I don't think yeah. there's 0% chance to make top three. I think it's incredibly unlikely. And I think to your to the caller's point, there have been times where FlyQuest has risen up the rankings. The problem is they've never been able to clutch it out. That, I, I, do um, agree. I do agree with that, especially when I think their semifinal match against TL, they went 0-3. And in Gauntlet, they went 0-3 against CG. And then when they're in quarterfinals versus 100 Thieves, they also went 3 So, so I think yeah. that's the problem with FlyQuest is that they are like the perpetual playoffs team and that they can always field the roster that's going to get them into playoffs. I think, have they made it every year? There might be one year, one split. Uh, right no, there. they haven't made playoffs. Or, 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 sorry, you know, every year? Uh, no, they've Sorry, I meant every split. Have they no, made... No, no, they haven't every split. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think there was one that they slipped, right? There wasn't... I don't think the, the, the first split, they got fourth against uh, Phoenix 1, and then the next split, they didn't make Okay, but then they made it both times this year, right? Uh, no, they didn't. They didn't make it. In they didn't make it this summer. No, they didn't. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no, they started well, the season. Never mind. I'm with Calby. This this <laughs> team sucks. No, I just mean, like, I think that they are. This the line. They're always feeling a lineup that can be pretty competitive, but they just never have like the extra oomph that it takes to get to the top three. I think that's the problem for FlyQuest, and I. I don't look at the lineup, the theoretical lineup of PoE and Ignar, because I don't know if they've announced it yet or whatever, but I think they announced Ignar, right? They didn't announce PoE? Yeah, uh, they haven't announced PoE yet, officially, no. But regardless, like, I don't look at that lineup and say, like, this is the one that's going to make them top three. Uh, but, you know, if, if TSM and EG don't pan out, maybe they sneak up there along with, like, I don't know, another team. I could see that, and um, I don't want to keep the call going super long. Uh, I was chilling with the other three people. But um, I oh. think uh, Santorin is an underlooked aspect of FlyQuest. Yeah, I mean, I think people people go back and forth on if Santorin is really good or if he's only okay. 
Uh, I think people were really singing his praises in what spring, and then I think in summer he seemed to fall off. Was that right, Mark? Summer he had like the lowest jungle proximity, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he he really struggled. Well, in some areas, I think I think if you only looked at stats, you would you would actually say he still he still looked okay. Okay. I, I think I have a better question for you guys. Do you think there are better odds of FlyQuest getting top three or for them to get a third sponsor this In Saya, anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to throw out there? So I can give a quick thing with FlyQuest. I've, as I said, I've been with like FlyQuest since their conception. Um, their Snickers sponsorship was absolutely atrocious. <laughs> it's actually the worst thing I've ever witnessed. Like, and I, I talk to people that are with FlyQuest and that aren't oh. with FlyQuest, and a lot of them talk of FlyQuest is like company has this really happy-go-lucky mentality. I fucking love everyone that works there to death, but sometimes I couldn't. Their, their Twitter, like their interactions with fans and their Twitter, is just really cringy sometimes. <laughs> and I, I like it hurts to be a fan when I see them saying like they post a picture of like a snickles it's like a snicker and a pickle or something <laughs> and it's like fly snickers and shit and i'm like oh my god dude it's like actually killing me oh and like it's an emote in the flyquest discord and everything and people are like some time to time i just fucking like i pray to the fucking gods of like whatever exists the flyquest gets some some videos and some traction and actual sponsors so it's not this like super cringy company. It's really hard to be a fan sometimes. I love it to death. I love the players. Everything's great. But holy, like sorry, I don't, I don't mean to swirl up, but oh my god, like it, it, it's actually really cringy and atrocious to be a fan. I shit you not. Uh, I, I'm a cutie pie. Was there and, Tyler, and I, I met, I'm a cutie pie and I met Tyler one. I was wearing my Flyquest jersey each time, and both of them commented saying they've never seen someone wear. <laughs> Dude, this is this is maybe this is maybe my favorite call we've ever had, dude. I was gonna say this is like a legendary rant. Like as soon as Kelby asked that question, and I talked for like three three minutes straight about it. Well, I feel like I feel really bad for anybody watching from FlyQuest or anybody that finds this later, because the call starts off, and this guy is singing their praises. He's like, they're gonna be top three. I've been a FlyQuest fan forever, and then just like the. The Julius Caesar betrayal at the back end of this call. No, this I, 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 will, this is... I will always love FlyQuest, thick and thin. I don't care if they lose every single game and they only sign like, like, like OC players that are like Iron Four. I will still like be that rooting the crowds and go FlyQuest as they go 30 and like no jungle proximity every fucking game. But that's what I'm saying. They they need yeah. fans like you who are gonna love them no matter what. But you're also gonna keep it real and you're not just yeah. blindly yeah. like. I, I try really hard to keep it real, like. I, I, again, I talked to like a former employee there, and he was just like, "Dude, I can't, I can't handle the go lucky, go happy mentality there." It's like none of none of them really real content they put out. It like they they don't even get past a thousand views, and they like did all this really really nice content in spring when they were like winning everything, and like they gained some fans right, but um like summer split when they were losing a bunch of games, like they just like wouldn't upload things, and like it was just like you have no fan interaction. Um, the the and players so, were really upset. Yeah, sorry. I know as much as Kelby's enjoying this, uh, we do have to move on. <laughs> That's we do okay. Have a couple yeah. more callers. Get, thank you so much for the here. call. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one. See you. Have a good one. Bye. All right, Mark's off to grab them. I fucking love that guy. <laughs> I just I did not. The ending was not what I was expecting. I thought. Bloody stabs. Thank you for the sub. OSTL Manny Puppet Muppet. Thank you for the prime. Mocked. 
DC0296, thank you for the Prime. Just Joe 90, thank you for the nine months. Potty Rex, thanks for the Prime. Freak Peach, 12 months, one whole year, thank you. Lazink, Just Jellu, Grant, Craig Yorger. We got Boogie Bear here. Boogie Bear, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Chicago. Chicago, how's the ping? Uh, 19 ping, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yep, feels good. What, <laughs> what do you want to talk about on the show? So I want to talk about Pole Belter not playing in the LCS and it being the fucking dumbest thing that I've heard in my entire life. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, well, first of all, like the we got a lot thing, of passionate fans tonight. Go, I okay, like tonight. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first thing is that he's a vet. He's got a lot of experience. He's got a lot of years playing. I think it's so dumb that not, none of the bottom tier teams that don't have like a really solid mid laner haven't picked him up. I also think that, based do you guys saw his like a uh, Twitter post right like uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah so he the, that like really showed how much drive he has, and I think that that's like really important. Like any team could see that any real team with like a good staff could easily see how much drive a player like that would have. And the third thing is mainly based on IMT. Um, I think they missed a pretty big brand opportunity. With bringing in Powelter and Smithy, obviously they couldn't bring in. Um, who was it? Was it Ole? Yeah, I, yeah. I think. But, but why couldn't they have brought in Ole? He's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just... Okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Good. Continue. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I mean that's my take. He, they missed a pretty big uh, brand opportunity. I think they could have gotten a lot of uh, old fans that used to be like fans of IMT back when they back in those days. And I don't know. That's that's my take. Uh, I definitely agree. I don't know about the he should d- definitively go to IMT part, but I am really surprised Pobel didn't end up on a team, especially considering like, yes, I don't think he had a great split last split and. I think I might have had him last in like my mid-season power rankings. And I think he played a little bit better towards the end of it, but like I don't look at that team and go like, "Yep, that's Po Belter, Summer Split 2019 Po Belter is who he who he is and who he's always going to be." Uh he's won championships on, you know, a bunch of basically since he joined CLG 2014. He's been good. Uh and so like this is this is his worst split he's ever had since then. And you know, there were a lot of things wrong with FlyQuest. They, there was a massive drop in spring and summer. I, I wouldn't put that all on him. Uh, he was really good in spring as well. So to me, it's just weird that no one would have taken him and then been able to, like, grab uh, more. Like, I like everyone always thinks Pobelts are such a, like, such a crazy asset for teams because, hey, you get a good, competent mid laner um, who you can win with, and then you get be able to use your import slots on other skill intensive positions and stuff and the fact that it just didn't pan out was crazy to me. um and i think he's definitely really good so i i'm surprised and like i i super identify with what one of the things that he was talking about as well as uh i think it was tomante saying he responded with his tweet about like the stats and like Pope Belter talking about how he was super down to sack his lane and like been brought up a couple examples and i think that's something that probably goes overlooked a little bit too much is like when you're on a bad team and you're a selfless player, not looking to get theirs, like you're going to look pretty fucking bad. And so yeah. like, I don't know everything wrong with, with FlyQuest last split or whatever, 
Um, but I'm shocked that after one bad split, after years of good ones, that it's just like, nah, we'll 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 take our our business elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's what's so crazy to me. I mean, I don't want to just reiterate everything, but yes, it is crazy to me because, like, he he's so valuable because you can go use an import slot elsewhere, and so it's just. He, like, I remember he went on the market after, I don't know if he went on the market or he was, or TL was up for trading him, but I feel like there was a lot of people clamoring for him after he left TL. And so that is just, that's just super fascinating to me that it ended up in the situation. And I, it's very funny because it feels like all the NA orgs like somehow colluded together to be like fucking none of these NA mids, you know, like <laughs> Golden Guardians gets left out of that meeting and they're like, wait, we're getting DeMonte. Or that we're getting um, a golden glue. But it's just, it's so funny to me that, like, it ends up going this way, you know, this offseason. Like, you just kind of start to see the the spots start falling, you know? Yeah. And I, I would predict, you know, we were talking about bets earlier with Kelby. I would I would bet that Pobelter ends up on an academy team and he gets someone's job before spring's even done. Or he ends up on a team and just, you know, like, kind of gets stuck in contract hell for that split. Like, I just can't imagine him not. I think these teams are really going to hold on, like, are going to hold on to their mid laners for the spring split. And then if, like, if he were to get pulled onto an academy team, he'd probably go in summer. I don't even think he'd get a chance in spring. I mean, it depends on what kind of offers he gets, because I don't think he should sign longer than a split contract. And I don't know if anyone's going to offer him just a split contract. Um, because or or you sign a contract. So I don't know what if this is legal from a, a LCS rule perspective, but what if Pobelter signed a contract with a team to join their academy, and then he gets a cut of whatever the buyout is on the back end? Because if he joins a team, like any team could sign him at like academy minimum, and he could help out, do stuff, could be a branding play, etc. And then he knows that, and the team knows that, all right, he's probably going to get an offer at some point in time during this year. What is there? I don't know if it's, if it's legal, but if it is, I think the idea of him getting a cut of the, whoever, you know, pays the money to buy him out of his contract, that, that would be interesting. If I was him, I'd almost rather not do that. Even if it was legal, just because I don't want to have to get stuck in a potential contract hell situation. Whereas if I just, like, let's say I couldn't get any, like split long contract for spring to be someone's backup to help out if their first option doesn't work. I would I would think he would just wait till summer for one of those teams to go boom, one signs him. Yeah. Even if it doesn't happen in spring, by summer, someone's got to be like, all right, let's shake things up. Yeah, but then you also potentially have to compete against Demonte if he doesn't end up in that spot. Well, Demonte is in a similar situation where if he does take a sell or a contract for Academy, it's the same thing. There. How much yeah. of a competition is that? Yeah. What's that? Hey, we're uh, we're running out of time, but um, Boogie, or I don't know, actually, Kelby, did you ever? You were gone by the time Pobelter showed up on CLG, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you don't have like a super hot take for this then? No, I think Pobe with proper motivation will be a really good mid laner in NA again. Boogie Bear, anything you want to shout out? Say at the end here. Uh, shout out to you guys. You guys do. A great job keeping me entertained. Thanks. Does that just is that just me and Mark, or does it unfortunately also include Kelby? You know what's unfortunate about it, dude? Who even is Kelby actually? Wait, what? Do you say? Jesus. I said, who plane. even is Kelby? That's a plane. 
That's what it's most of my YouTube comments say, so. <laughs> thanks, so thanks so much, Boogie, for calling in. Yeah, see you guys. Have a good one. <sighs> Alright, Mark is off to grab our next caller. Shoutouts, thank you to Jack for subbing and Diamond for subbing. I like that Diamond and Jack always show up in the chat at the same time. It makes me... Makes me wonder if I've ever seen them in the same place at the same time. I would like right. to believe that they're like in the CNI facility together, and one's like, "Hey, other guy, don't forget Hotline League's on." And then you know, it's like this very wholesome. That is, a, I mean, that is how most Hotline League viewers go. They yell to the other person around them and say, "Hey, Hotline League is on. Make sure you watch it." <laughs> Razzleplasm, thank you for the three months. Snarfy TFT and Rylist. Chan is here. Chan, where are you calling from? Hello, I'm from Montreal, Quebec. Montreal, Quebec. Yeah, I believe it's pronounced Montreal. Uh, what? what you, <laughs> oh, come on. What do you What do you want to talk about on uh, the show? Uh, my talk My topic is about uh, Coma going to the uh, LPL, right? Uh, apparently, uh, from Twitter, from uh, the this Fion, uh, he he tweeted that Coma was gonna go to China after refusing uh, a deal with SKT for staying in SKT. And for, the for fact seven is, figures, supposedly. Yeah, 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 and. The thing is, like, this team in the LPL is, like, the the worst team right now in the LPL. And so I just I want to start a discussion about, like, how he's going to do in the LPL. And uh, I think, personally, that he's not going to do that great. Maybe, like, at the best, maybe the team is going to be in the middle of the pack. Uh, and also quite interesting is that Bengi and also Pumandu also coached uh, in, in that team. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, thank you. That's good context. Who's going to Vici uh, as the team. Uh, so I think a lot of it will just have to do with the resources he gets. So LPL, similar to LEC, has a theoretical just giant funnel of players that you can pull from solo queue. There's so many people that play over there that there's a lot of people that you can pull from. Not to mention the fact that, you know, theoretically, if they can spend a ton on Coma, they're going to also spend a ton... Uh, on buyouts potentially or free agents yeah. or whatever. So I'm the, super curious to see what that roster looks like. The thing to to remember though about LPL solo queue is that all those people are waiting around for NA Academy positions now. Travis. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. you want to work with Coma? On <laughs> I didn't know Mark was still here. Wanna... He... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, as far as I'm concerned, like uh, the the whole roster right now that they have uh, is all Chinese. They don't have any Korean on the team. It's it's all Chinese. So Koma coming in is going to be very interesting because it's going to be the first time that he ever coaches a team other than SKT, and it's the first time that he's going to coach abroad. So really interesting uh, in seeing what that's going to look like. And as I said before, I don't think it's going to be that amazing. Maybe in the middle of the pack, but uh, nonetheless, very interesting. Yeah, I'm so curious about. So one. I gotta believe SKT leaked the shit out of that to ESPN because if you're SKT and you lose coma, you gotta like you're definitely throwing out there like, yo, we we tried to offer him a million plus dollars and he didn't take it. And so the fact that ESPN had the number, like I gotta assume that came from from yeah. SKT, which is very funny because just how how terrifying are is it if you're an SKT fan and you're losing like he, other than Faker, I feel like losing Khan is be the going thing. to FBX. Khan is going to FBX apparently. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of with the caller a little bit. I, I I hope I'm wrong, and like he 
for his own legacy and the legacy of like coaching in general in in league esports i would like that he would go and help you know not necessarily win a trophy but like they make a playoff run and he's super awesome yeah yeah i i think more so than i care about vici or even coma i i I like bob it's like the idea that Mm -hmm. there is this guy in the esports scene who is this great coach who gets to go and make all these like amazing happen um Daler was supposed to be that in the West, kind of retired, just oh, gone after. You. And so I, I hope the best coach ever, now that he's not with Faker, is still successful. So it doesn't turn into this like, oh, Faker carried him the whole time story. Yeah. What's so interesting is that their whole lineup right now is all Chinese players. So he has to probably work with a translator to get things through. And it's going to be very interesting because uh, he's, he's not going to be working with any Korean players on the team as, as for now. So uh, really, really interested in, in seeing how that's going to turn out, if they're yeah. going to make playoffs or... Well, he's also getting married, I think, like, oh, this yeah. month. Yeah, and the China money, you know, for, for, the, for the marriage, you know, for the China money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a smart move, smart move for the securing the future, you know? Yeah, I, I'm kind of with the caller, though, where I don't... Unless, like, uh, I admit I'm not, like, a, a giant LPL nerd, so I'm not sure exactly all the high and low points of Vici and the rest of the, the region. Yeah, where's Raz? Yeah. You need him. I wouldn't say like, oh, their roster sucks balls and Poma can't save it, but I am concerned that with the language barrier and not being a great team last year that his legacy is sadly kind of in jeopardy because I think a lot of people will do that whole thing that I was saying before. Yeah, actually, I I don't think any of the players on Vici right now are actually quite quite known in China. I haven't seen them in any kind of like a pro- promotion shows or videos or stuff like that. So not super popular, uh, I would say, in the LPL as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, I'm super curious to see how it goes. Yeah. If if this is just him kind of like selling out and making some cash uh, after he gets married, uh, which who knows? If that's it. And I'm not saying that's it, but I think you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but. that's yeah. So. Hey, thanks so much, Chan, for calling in. Anything yeah. you want to say as we say goodbye? I uh, want to give a shout out to uh, to the greatest uh, sponsor of all time, Alienware, for sponsoring Travis. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to uh, players from Quebec in the LCS, Vulcan, and uh, I think Diamond is still around, right? I believe it's pronounced so, Quebec. 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 Thanks so much for your call. All right, thank you guys. Have a have a great time. Everyone. Oh. By the way, I think on this episode, because we've been talking so much about, we've had callers criticizing GMs and all that stuff. It's funny because I look right now and we've got Zix, Papa Smithy, Parth, Steve, Jack, uh, Danon, like the whole, it's just like all these, all these GMs and owners and everybody are here to hear the flame. Where's the FlyQuest GM at, dude? Maybe we, maybe they're here and I just haven't. Uh, given you just them don't up. know who they are because they haven't done anything that you would know them. He says, "Where's GGS? Danon's right there." Um, no, Mark's um, cat is on the show. Mark's cat, where are you calling from? Uh, Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida. All right. You should have been clever and said my armrest. Yeah. <laughs> Did you change it, I your name that. to Mark's cat to try to increase your chances of getting on the show? Uh, no, I was on the show last week. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I want to talk about Doublelift and Bjergsen not going to be participating in All-Stars. Nice. And, 
Yeah. Right, I knew you'd like this one, Travis. I'm going to go take a... Okay. No. Hey, we need you. You're going to All-Stars. Uh, okay, so go ahead, Mark's Cat. Uh, so basically, I just think, especially the All-Star event has kind of been dying over the years, where like they try to spice it up, throwing in like the 1v1s and all those kind of things to get fans more into it because the whole purpose is to have fan vote to put these players into the all-stars and i feel like to have what 27 percent of the fans votes thrown away like that instantly to then have uh i assume bang and sneaky would go now instead kind of ruins the event even more and makes it less pleasurable for the fans especially such a personality like double lift like always makes memes and everything else well, what's weird is CoreJJ tweeted he was going, I think. I thought he finished, like, fifth. So I wonder vote. if he accidentally leaked that one of the other two players aren't going. It's probably uh, maybe sneaky then. Well, so he said, I am happy to say that I can participate in 2019 All-Stars for the first time. Thank you all fans cheering me on. And everybody's replying saying, see you in Vegas. So I guess one of the other two players isn't going, which is super interesting. Could it, I mean, could it also be Bang? Because maybe Bang is in Korea and he doesn't want to come over? Yeah, possibly. Okay. Anyway, so, so sorry, your, what, to finalize your take, is your frustration with them for not going, or? I think the frustration of it is the fact that this seems just more of, like, a, a fan meet that Riot isn't emphasizing and making start event enough where the players even feel the value of going so it ruins it for the fans well what's funny is double have said he is going he's just not going to participate so he's going to go and create content and stuff yeah so but i feel like him participating in the events and just seeing oh say double if faker or something like that yeah, makes yeah. It impact. no i mean i definitely agree that it is really disappointing when the fans all vote for two people and then they don't go. In fact, actually, if I was to criticize, uh, if I can put a little bit of a critique on Doublelift and Bjergsen, like, I think it's kind of a bummer that they waited so long to say anything. Because when did Bjergsen say? Recently, right? Yeah, recently. I think probably yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I said yeah. That, like in Shanghai. And did, did voting lock yet? Uh, I think so. I mean, yeah. if, if, if Corey J.J. is tweeting, he's going. Yeah, yeah. So I think... That's kind of a bummer. It's like it, in the past, because I think both Bjergsen and Doublelift have not gone in the past when they've been voted. I think there was a year Peter turned it down. And I think there was a year that Bjerg turned it down. And so maybe I'm wrong on the Bjerg thing. But I think it, it's it's kind of unfortunate because in the past, I believe they said it way earlier so that fans could vote for other people. So I think that's kind of a bit of a faux pas on their part to not let people waste their votes on two people that aren't going. I think, I don't know. I think that's a little disappointing. But, I don't know. I, I, so I'm kind of fine with All-Stars as it is right now. For the first time ever, I'm okay with it. I think last year was pretty good. The event is never going to be that flashy because it's Afterworlds. I've criticized that event for a ton, a ton. But for after a while, I started to say, like, it should just be this kind of fun event that is, uh, everyone can enjoy. It can be in Vegas or Hawaii or someplace cool. And everyone just blows off steam. And Riot doesn't need to worry about it too much. The viewership doesn't need to be that crazy. And whatever players can go, want it can go. I think it's really boring when you try to make it super competitive. Because it's never going to be truly competitive. It's the same problem that Rift Rivals has. 
and I think it's really boring when you do it in the same like they they've been doing it in the past in like the LCS arena. I think that's really boring because the players aren't it doesn't feel special to them. Uh, I don't know. I guess you could pay Bjorg and Doublelift to make it worth their time. This is probably a big part of the reason why they don't go is because there's not like a huge financial upside. But uh, I I think it's kind of okay. And yeah, I do wish that Bjorg and Doublelift were going, but I also I don't think it's terrible that they're not. I also think, uh, you know, the fact, like you said, that Double If still is going, just not as an all-star participant, uh, still is overall a good thing. Um, because if it was somewhere less interesting or, you know, like he, he's still going because it sounds fun, right? If it, if it didn't sound fun at all, he would just turn it down and stay home and stream or go take a vacation somewhere else. And while he's not a participant, I think what you said about not declining earlier is true. At the very least, he'll probably still be around us for the event. You'll probably, like you said, see him in content inter- and interacting with other pros from other regions. And that's that's really what the whole point is, is, is to like humanize the players and show them fun. And even if he's not directly participating, the fact that it is in a fun location means that he, content creators... Um, I mean, that's what I remember about last year's World 2, was like the after party. And it was, oh shit, it's like half the NA League. Yeah, you're cutting out a little bit, by the way. Well, okay. um, but yes, I have a it, yes, and it becomes like this fun party that other people can go to and that they show up. So yeah, actually, that's a good point. I think. Sorry, were you saying that it's good that Doublelift is going anyway, even if he's not participating? Yeah, it's it's great that he, as a personality, is still going. Just kind of like I hope, like even though it's kind of far, but like Doinby goes, even though he's not like the top two in the LPL. Like the big league personalities that are really starting to shine and make like the humanized side of these professionals. Yeah. Kelby, you're going to All-Stars, right? Dude, not if hotels are that expensive, man. They're not that expensive. Kelby's supposed to... So everyone that knows, Kelby's supposed to go. He told Peter and I that he was going to go. Hotels Can I stay in your room, Travis? Why not just let him stay in your room, dude? Yeah. I'll split the... What's the room cost? All right, deal. Oh shit! What just <laughs> happened? <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck! Ah. Uh, okay. Cool. Anyways, um, what about All Stars? Oh yeah, pros have hated that event for years. Uh, Peter and Bjerg should definitely, you know, uh, let people know at the beginning if they're planning on not going, so that people don't waste votes on them. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to go to that event either in the middle of my off season when I'm on for ten or eleven months out of the year. So, but Peter's going anyway. No, I, I, yeah, but I wouldn't want to go to compete. I'd want to be able to take my break and not have uh, any obligations. He and wants have... to do shots around craps table boys and be hung over the next day and not playing stage holding yeah. Mark back. Yeah. You need right. to Riot needs to incentivize all stars in a different manner if they want their star talent to attend and feel good about it, which they should want their star talent they should to just actually straight up pay people. I don't know what the answer is, but that yeah, that's one solution. But because if you prize pull it, everybody takes it super seriously and it loses its fun. No, you don't need to prize pull. You just literally get paid a bonus for being voted in being an all stars and participating. Yeah, Cash. but wouldn't that be a problem? Because then it would just be a popularity contest. And what is all stars right now? Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you start throwing money in there, wouldn't it? make it a little bit more upsetting to the actual pros who let's say feel like they're better than the other one that got voted in 
that I would hate to see a world where players are incentivized to try to build a brand for themselves. <laughs> yeah, this would be terrible. Like, you, get these, you get these really cool campaigns, I would hope, where people are like fucking memeing it up to say vote for me as opposed to right now where no one says fuck all. Okay, yeah, so Sneaky Tweety is going to All-Stars. Go. Sneaky Tweety is going to All-Stars. Yeah. So I assume that's Jack watching right now and he's met, did Sneaky just tweet it? No. Uh, oh no, he tweeted 58 minutes ago. Alright, it wasn't Jack messaging him being like, yeah. So, let's, has Bang tweeted yet? Because if Corge is going instead of Bang, then that would make sense. Oh wait, he Bang also tweeted that he's going. Core JJ lied, or is he just actually going fun with Peter? Couples. No, he said something about how he was gonna he's gonna participate for the first time. Thank you for all the fans cheering him on. So who's I think the other maybe Riot can just out. invite people, and maybe that's what they did. Maybe that's what happened. Riot, hook right. it up then. Yeah. All right, Mark's cat. Anything you want to say as we say we say goodbye? Uh, no. Just thank you, Mark, for the cat. And again, no cat for uh, Kobe. No cat for Kobe. Agreed. Thank you so oh, much. Have on. a good one. Kobe hit what he needed to do to get the cat. Get him the cat. Why are you gonna deprive him when you made a deal? You know he's gonna be gone for like a month. So. So that's a perfect example. If the cat was here, I'd have to take care of this cat for this entire month. Yeah. If you want to share in the joy of having a cat, you need to also have some responsibility, Travis. I, d I don't want to share in the joy of having the cat. Did you see how comfy my cat was on my lap just a minute? Yeah, I also saw how comfy your cat was whenever it was literally biting my head the other day whenever I was over there. He was, he was affectionate. He was picking bugs out of you. Yeah, you should have a less biteable haircut, Travis. That's the show. Um, <laughs> Mark, do you have anything you want to shout out? Um, no. Oh, I do. I'm doing a TFT thing uh, on Saturday. I'm doing it. So. What is it? Uh, yeah. I need to look up the name. Great. While you're looking up, Kelby, do you have anything you want to shout out? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to FlyQuest Esports. Maybe if everybody that's watching the show right now get, went and gave them a follow on their Twitter handle, we could raise their Twitter follower count by by 10%. And uh, that's that's not <laughs> that's not that's not meaningless. And the other thing here is that I know that nobody who's watching the show right now actually follows them on Twitter, so they'd all be new followers. So hey, maybe you guys go give FlyQuest a chance, you know? They they need love too. Uh, it's called the Fandom League of Legends Team Fight Tactics. I thought it was something else. Um, or like name, but it's website name fandom. We use their wikis and stuff. They're awesome. Oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Well, thanks for bringing me into that. Cause, uh, you know, I like TFT, so it's cool that you reached out. I have that sway. Got me in. Mm -hmm. God damn it. Anyway, that's been hotline league. I meant to say this at the beginning of the show, but I didn't. Everyone should play Death Stranding. I just beat that game. It's actually really enjoy enjoyable. Actually, not everyone, because some of you guys won't like it, but I highly recommend it. Uh, also, sometimes they get games for free. Um, I did not get that game for free. They didn't pay me anything. I went into Best Buy, and I bought it, and I really enjoyed it. Death Stranding. It's great. Uh, similarly great game, um, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. We installed that. My girlfriend, she was away for a little bit. Uh, also great game. Yeah. 
Similarly great game. Dota 2. The main. Alright, that's the show, everyone. (laughs) Did you know I was going to do it? I was literally moving my cursor over, and as you said, Dota 2, I I just dropped you. Uh, There was something I was going to ask you, Kelby, on the show, and I forget what, and now I'm very sad. Damn it. Whatever. Anyway, that's the show, everyone. Thanks for watching. I don't know if we're going to be able to do one next week because I will be in Austin for meetings with Alienware. I need to figure that out with Mark. But uh, if not, then I will see you guys all after All-Stars where I will be. I vote we skip it. You just want to skip it because your incredibly busy schedule these days is just taxing you so much. Dude, I'm beat. I need a break. I bought That's Way of Kings actually, because uh, I was when my girlfriend was gone. I was so bored. Good. Everyone should also read Brandon Sanderson stuff. All right, we're gonna end the stream. Wait, no, we're not gonna end the stream. We're ending the show, not the stream. Stick around if you're watching live. But otherwise, this has been hot. You got a bounty. 71.